welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan, and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I have Mr. Matt O'Leary to my that way. Oh, wait, no, my this way. I'm all screwed up now. Greenbean's not here. Buffalo Jet fan to my this way, and Mr. Matt O'Leary to my that way. Buffalo, how are you doing tonight? Doing good. I'm going to do my best uh, to fill into the big shoes of Greenbean. I feel like Zach Wilson coming in for Aaron Rodgers here, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to hold down the fort. I'm going to hold down the fort. Luckily, we have a weak opponent, so I'm just going to hand the ball off to uh, Brees Hall and throw it to Garrett Wilson over here. And we're going to be all right. We're going to get the win. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I love it. I love it. Matt, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. It was a nice surprise to see Buffalo Jet uh, sub it in for uh, Green Bean today. And I'm excited to talk some Jets football and some offseason contract drama. The good stuff. Ooh, so let's jump into it. Uh, boys and girls, if you're hopping in, make sure you hit that like button. We love seeing that pop up. And uh, don't forget to answer our poll question in the chat. Which of these primetime games are you most excited for? The Bills, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders. I left the Browns out because I'm only allowed to have four options. So sorry, Thursday night. Football, don't care. Uh, all right, so let's jump right into it. I think the the one everyone's really talking about right now, this is the Quinn and Williams drama. He removes the Jets from his bio. So I want to go around, get your thoughts on it. Buffalo, we'll start with you. How are you feeling about Quinn and removing the Jets from his Twitter bio? Um, You don't, you don't love it, but it, it's not a huge deal to me. It's just it's part of every single athlete's negotiation in, in the modern era, it seems like, from – Debo Samuel to Lamar Jackson, they all do it. And my panic meter for whether or not Quinn Williams is going to get paid uh, for the Jets is at a complete zero. I think in training camp, it'll be at least become a story. Um, and I still wouldn't even worry until we're heading into August. Uh, he's under co contract for the fifth year option and they could technically franchise him, but I think they're going to pay him. The market's been set. I'd be comfortable going slightly north of what his peers got, you know, in that 23 $24 million range. I know there's reportedly he's asking for 25 to 30. It's like, yeah. And you know, you ask your wife for a bachelor party in Thailand, but then really you get to go to Vegas, right? It's, it's the big ask. All right. It's the big ask. And then you get talked down to 25. I think the market's been set too firmly for either side to really stray from that 23 to 25 million, but he was the most important, like all due respect to sauce Gardner or CJ Mosley. To me, he was the engine of that defense. He's the best run defender. He's the best pass rusher and him blowing up pockets and, and wreaking havoc on the interior allowed our edge rushers to clean up. I think you could argue he was as valuable as a defensive player in the, in the conference last year. He, he really was incredible. So hope he's a jet for a long time. I'm not worried at all. Uh, we're, he's going to get paid. I'm pretty confident in that. Matt, how about you? How are you feeling about this uh, Quinn and removing the jets from his Twitter? Yeah, it's annoying, but unfortunately, like that's contract negotiations in 2023. It happened with Kyler. It happened with Lamar just recently. Uh, hopefully it doesn't get as ugly as like the Lamar situation got, but uh, I don't think it will go on as long. Like I still expect something to get done before training camp, which is, you know, a little over uh, what? Maybe two months away, some, somewhere around there, two months away from training camp. So they have time. I don't think, you know, mid-May is when we have to freak out. And, and you saw it from both sides. Like Quinnen did the old like, hey, I'm going to, you know, take the Jets out of my social media. And, you know, it just so happened that shortly thereafter, his asking price was higher than what his peers got. So you got to think that's, you know, some Jets PR spin. You know, they're, they're both going to try to get their leverage, but I think something gets done. 
Yeah, I agree with both you guys. I think there's no way Quinnen isn't a jet long term. I think the like Buffalo said, the market's been set. You're looking, you know, I, I've kind of been thinking four years, hundred million. Give him the, give him the, you know, the full three digits on that million there. Uh, could definitely see it being anywhere. And he he retweeted the Dexter Lawrence contract, which I believe was twenty three and a half million dollars. So it, it stands to reason that's sort of ish where he's looking to be paid. Not necessarily that you know closer to Aaron Donald level. Yeah, I'm not concerned. I think deadlines make things happen, and you're looking at training camp as the deadline. I do think this is going to be a story. Uh, going into training camp, I think when we inevitably get hard knocks, I do think this is going to be like the Roscoe Diner part two, and they're going to fluff it up as much as they can, even though both sides know it's probably going to get done. The Jets do own Quinnen's rights for the next, you know, feasibly it could be two franchise tags. It's not going to get to that point. If Quinnen is like not backing down from like a $30 million ask, which I, I don't see to be the case, uh, then there, then you're talking a situation where, you know, maybe he's going to play on his fifth year option and, and things kind of go forward from there, but I don't, I don't like that. I don't like using the franchise tag on players that are proven talents, which is what I feel Quinnen is. Uh, I feel like you're more likely to use the franchise tag on someone like a Makai Becton who has a really good year after, you know, maybe having some, some pretty not so at all years <laughs> the last two seasons. Uh, so Buffalo, anything more to add to the Quinnen Williams, uh, you know, drama or anything that you're kind of thinking about maybe, uh, could a trade happen with Quinnen if this really blew up? No, I think even if that were to be the case, I think Joe Douglas would have had to have known what the market was on Quinnen. And if there really was, he had some Aaron Donald asking price, they would have made that trade before the draft and gotten capital this year. But that's in the completely hypothetical made up scenario that, that even a trade was possible. That's not even on my radar uh, right now. And I know we haven't had a record of paying our own, but uh, were we supposed to give extensions to, you know, Calvin Pryor and Quentin Copels? I mean, come on, we're we're really talking about um, a bunch of busts first rounders that didn't get paid. Um, now we got some guys that are going to be worth it and coming up in sauce and Quinn and ABT and Brees. And I think Quinn will be the first. And I do think there is some merit to you set the tone and, and this is how we do business and you pay your own. I, I do. I know that's kind of a like a standard cookie cutter talking point, but I do think there is some merit to that. I think that matters. Yeah, I 100% think so as well. I mean, when you look at guys, now this is a young team, so you don't necessarily see all the outside free agents coming and getting paid, but guys like CJ Mosley, guys like uh, Tremaine Johnson, guys that the Jets have gone out, Le'Veon Bell spent big money on in the past yeah. and they wound up flopping here in New York, or at least maybe not being worth the money that they're worth. And you have guys inside the building that are worth it. Quentin Williams is one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. And it stands to reason he's going to get even better when we start playing with a lead and now you're able to pin your ears back and really go after the pass rusher. Like, I think, what do you have, 12 sacks this past year? I think it's going to be way higher. I shouldn't say way higher, but I think it's definitely going to, it could absolutely be 15, 16 sacks if he really has a good season and the Jets wind up having, you know, playing with a bunch of leads. Matt, your thoughts on Quinnen and playing with a lead. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. You know, there's just this defensive line in general, I think. You know, when they are in obvious passing situations, they're going to have a ton of fun. And something else that I like that you really said there and that you brought up, which I think is important, is you, you're supposed to take care of the guys who you draft and develop. And I, I know it technically wasn't Joe Douglas who drafted Quinn and Williams, but Quinn and Williams became the guy we know him as because of his work with Robert Sala over the last couple of years. And, you know, he's young. He's just entering his prime. He turned 25 this past December. That's exactly the kind of guy that you want to pay. It's not like, you know, you're trying to pay 
a guy who's reaching his free agency in his late 20s because he was a later he's 24 years old when he was drafted you know he was a young kid who came in you know took his lumps a little bit early on in his career but you know really figured it out and is you know in my opinion the most important guy on this jets defense so i think you got to figure out a way to get it done i think it does get done but they need him i don't think you could even you know consider trading him yeah far too important to robert Sala's defense i mean you, you talk about you know a fresh rotation buffalo any any fears or concerns maybe about the the percentage of reps i've seen people kind of talk about that quinn plays about 60 percent of the reps his peers that have just gotten paid are playing closer to 85 to 95 percent of the reps now where do you kind of fall on that sort of uh you know snap breakdown and do you think that there's any concern there well i know it was a big story last summer and last summer i wasn't a huge fan of it but i will say this number one uh, our defensive line was incredibly effective last year. And number two, we were really healthy. So I don't, I don't know if that's a coincidence. I think there is something to, you know, okay, they're going to be more valuable if they're going to play 17 games. And for the most part, a defensive line was healthy. Now, I do think you have to make an exception for those top two or so defensive linemen that you're really paying a lot of money. And they did for Quinnen last year. He played, played 65% of the snaps last year, which is a career high. And he missed some games. So if you look at the games where he, he started and finished uh, the whole game, it was actually closer to 70. So I'm fine with that, right? About 70%, I think, is a sweet spot of um, keeping guys fresh. But also, you got to make sure you're getting the most out of a $25 million investment. And uh, I think they're going to do that. Yeah, you said something really key there and keeping guys fresh. And it's I think it's like you can have an argument, hey, Quinnen playing 65% of the snaps or 70% of the snaps at a hundred percent, you know, right. burst as opposed to like, you know, playing 95% of the snaps, but maybe being at like gassed later in the game, maybe he's at 75%, you know, internally for what he can give. And then at that point you're like, okay, well maybe we, it should be a John Franklin Myers or, you know, whoever else you want to have on the inside because they're fresh and they're able to, to kind of get after the quarterback a little bit more. Matt, what are your thoughts on the snap counts? And do you think there's, you know, something to the health and the hundred percent maybe effort that you can get out of someone by playing fewer snaps? Yeah, I think there is something to that, which is why the Jets do it. Obviously, I think I think you can make a case they do it a little bit too much or uh, sometimes they have the wrong personnel in based on situations like there are times where it was either third down or fourth and short and you're like well why is you know this guy in and whoever is you know sitting on the bench for this rep uh, and I think they can clean that stuff up a little bit but yeah you don't necessarily have to play a guy like Quinn and Williams you know 85 percent of the snaps or something crazy high um, just because he's that good and risk the the injury i think the depth is really important on this team and i like that they're able to rotate through i just think sometimes they could do it a little bit too much i think that is fair buffalo anything else to add before we move on to our next topic nope all right so let's pivot from there we talked a little bit about the schedule last week but i want to bring up some of the jets primetime games and which ones we might be most excited for or maybe interesting talking points about the schedule now that we've had about a week to kind of chew it over uh so matt this one will go to you first how are you feeling about the jets primetime games that i listed right here and any thoughts on the schedule you know overall yeah, uh, I think the one that I'm most excited about, and spoiler, this is what I picked in the in the chat, is the Bills on Monday Night Football to start the year. I think that's a really, you know, one, a Monday night standalone game to start your season is exciting. And then what a test against 
you know, the team that you're probably chasing for the division crown this year. Buffalo's own the AFC East. They've been a Super Bowl favorite the last two years, but, you know, the Jets beat them in their own building last year and, you know, went on the road and gave them a pretty good fight with Joe Flacco having to come in and play after Mike White snapped all his ribs. Um, so I can't, I can't wait to see that one. Uh, and just something else, too, that I noticed uh, after a second, you know, go back and look and we did our initial reaction last week, but something that I really liked is early on in the year, yes, they have a lot of tough opponents, but they really don't travel a lot. Um, they play on the road twice against uh, Dallas in week two and then Denver in week five, but then their next road game is basically a home game against the Giants. So they're, they're really true third road game of the season doesn't come till November 12th. So you're basically midway through November before you're playing what is essentially your third true road game. I think you could take advantage of, you know, the heavy start on the home front in the first half of the year. Ooh, interesting. I hadn't really considered that. I, I knew there was a lot more home games at the beginning part of the year, but I didn't even think of the travel and like where the Jets wouldn't, you know, there's a little more comfort in being able to sleep in your own bed and have your own routine and everything like that. So not going crazy, crazy far is is pretty cool. Buffalo, where do you fall on uh, the primetime games? Which one do you think is your favorite and any notes on the schedule? Yeah, I mean, if I picked anything else besides the home opener, I'll be, I'll just be trying to be different. Um, I think it's, it's imperative for our team. I think it's more significant to get off to that strong start than it is the Buffalo Bills who do have the credibility of being the three-time division champions. Although, if you ask the national media and their fans are coming off of a three-time Super Bowl dynasty and Josh Allen's won the MVP every year in, in July, although when I turn on my TV, they're not in the Super Bowl. I don't know if it's like a cable issue or whatever the case may be there. But uh, yeah, the Jets, like, let, let's face it. If we go, if we lose, if we start 0-2 and we lose both those uh, games by one point, it's be meltdowns and the media mocking us. And as much as I try not to pay attention to that stuff, I do want to come out and just set the tone early and in a 17 game season it's never too early for your record to matter that divisional record is going to be huge this year i think it's going to be a three-team uh, race between the jets uh the bills and, and miami who i think people are honestly sleeping on miami if two of plays that they're, they're a problem they got a good roster too and they're definitely going to be in the conversation after making the playoffs last year with you know skylar thompson out there so yeah let's get off to a strong start i actually think the the biggest mismatch in that game is our defensive front versus the Bills' shaky offensive line and i think it's going to be an onslaught of uh, this rotation McDonald and Lawson and JFM and Huff and Quinnen and, and Jefferson and Al Woods. And I'm excited uh, just to see Josh Allen under constant uh, duress running for his life. Uh, let's go get a win and uh, let's start the season off right. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I'm definitely excited for that Monday night opener. The first time you see Aaron Rodgers really come on, like come into MetLife under the bright lights. Cause I mean, we don't know how much he's honestly going to be playing during the preseason. Not that it necessarily you know, has a whole lot of excitement to it in the preseason anyway. But like Buffalo, division opponent, they've been atop the AFC East the last few years. They've been the juggernaut in the conference or one of those juggernauts in the conference. And I, I want to start off with a W. I like the the hard games at the beginning part of the schedule. I feel like it's a, a good stress test at the beginning and then you kind of work things out. I, do you guys feel that because our hard games are at the beginning part of the schedule and because we have some guys that are familiar with Aaron Rodgers, do, do we have maybe a a better chance than maybe, you know, some other teams if they had just swapped in a new quarterback? Matt, how do you, how do you feel the uh, familiarity with the players and the scheme are going to help Aaron Rodgers in this, you know, beginning part of the season? 
Yeah, I think he's going to have to rely on that. I mean, anytime you're going to a new team after, you know, so many years with one organization, there's going to be a natural learning curve. But, you know, that's why I thought it made sense that they brought in Nathaniel Hackett, who he had a lot of success with. And, you know, we, we've talked a lot about what Randall Cobb and, you know, the the Mercedes Lewis, even though he's not here, but yeah, and Billy Turner, those guys, what it can mean to an offense and, you know, getting it up to, you know, snuff. And I think it's going to, you know, have an impact. It's uh, I, I think it's good that there's some guys that he's familiar with. And then you're kind of just adding on top of that with the talent you already had. So I think it's kind of, you know, best of both worlds there. Buffalo, what about you? How do you feel about maybe having some familiarity with the scheme and with some players? Do you think that gives the Jets a little bit more of an advantage than it otherwise would have? I think it's huge. And I think that um, I believe it was Peyton Manning who talked on the subject on some platform, but he referenced how when Tom Brady went to Tampa, um, they were just pretty much trying to run, you know, their Tampa stuff. And the first half of the season, they were middling around 500. And then when they just said, all right, Tom, just go, you know, run your Tom Brady offense and really turned over the keys to him. They went on a huge run. And obviously I took them all the way to the Super Bowl. So that's huge. The And even Lazard, who I think in a vacuum, if you look at his contract, you know, it would probably be an overpay if it was a different quarterback, but because he has the chemistry with Aaron Rodgers, um, same thing with Cobb, like Randall Cobb replacing Jeff Smith. I mean, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sure that the Jets will make us good on our Jeff Smith jerseys and swap us out a Randall Cobb one, and we'll all be just fine. I think those moves, um, which strangely enough were like heavily criticized, you know, like oh he's they're mm-hmm. signing all the pa-. it's like it's a backup offensive lineman and a wide receiver or five, and then Alan Lazard who was still uh, one of the top three or so receivers on on the open market. So I think it's huge. The biggest thing is the offensive coordinator, him being familiar with that uh, system and the lingo uh, is going to be huge. Yeah. Bringing up the Peyton Manning. I believe that was on the McAfee show, if I'm not mistaken, that was, uh, they were talking about how Denver like brought in some schemes or some communication that was similar to him, but it took a little bit of time. And I believe Tom Brady had the same issue down in Tampa where it took half a year to really kind of figure it out. And they're like, Hey, why don't we do some of the stuff he did up in, up in New England, they're like, oh, and then everything exploded and went off. So I think the Jets are are poised to have a pretty explosive start to the season, even though we have a bunch of new pieces here. Uh, I want to look a little bit more. Did you guys see the story of the Jets possibly always playing on Black Friday? Uh, It looks like they're trying to, I I know, I think it was a decade ago or so where Woody Johnson tried to always get the Thanksgiving game. So him trying to get the Black Friday game now seems to make a lot of sense. But from a parking situation, a stadium that shares a (laughs) parking lot and a parking garage with a mall on Black Friday, it seems like maybe not the the brightest move. But uh, Buffalo, where do you stand on the Jets always playing on Black Friday? Uh, I don't have a strong opinion on it one way, one way or another. I think if I was a season ticket holder and I was local, I think I'd probably be against it just because of the reasons you mentioned logistically of trying to get uh, in and out of that place. Um, not also you mentioning it's Thanksgiving weekend, which is like the biggest traveling mm-hmm. day of the year. Um, but for me, who watches most of the games on TV, that's fine. Uh, a lot of I the job I have now, I have off on that Friday every year, so have it be a standalone game. Um, I could go one way or the other, but. Uh, I, I don't know. I, just, I guess it's like the, the inner Jets fans in me that just like immediately just say no, no to everything. No, it's be bad. But maybe it's not going to be bad. Now we have Aaron Rodgers. Now things are looking up. Um, I wouldn't mind it. I, I could go either way, man. Whatever, uh, whatever Matt O'Leary says, that's what they should do. <laughs> Matt, I want to hear what you have to say. How are you feeling about well, the Jets possibly always playing on Black I, Friday? 
I I'm for it. If I had to grow up watching Joey Harrington and Jeff Garcia every Thanksgiving, I think Jet uh, non-Jet fans can suffer watching the Jets on Black Friday. So, uh, you know what? You know we're gonna enjoy it. That's gonna be our little gimmick. You get the Lions, the Cowboys, and then the Jets the next day. Let's do it. Yeah, I feel like the the only thing I don't like about the Black Friday game is that it's a 3 p.m. game. I, it kind of like throws a wrench right into the middle of my day. Not that I do like a crazy ton of stuff on Black Friday, but like I'd like it to be a primetime game or, you know, sure. something where I can, you know, be home at night and be able to watch it. But I'm I'm for whatever gets the Jets on uh, on some more screens around the country. So I'm all about it. Uh, let's pivot to a little bit of uh, rumor news. I saw this pop up in my feed. Devontae Adams and the Raiders have a little bit of uh, stuff going on. I guess Devontae Adams says he's not fully on board with some of the things they're doing and he's got to get on board. Uh, Matt, do you have you seen this or do you know uh, what I'm talking about here? Uh, yeah, I, I just saw that he wasn't on the same page with uh, some of the thought processes, the the Raiders had going on, which is probably like, why did you move away from my friend and bring in the corpse of Jimmy G to play quarterback for my team? I, I don't quite understand why that's the direction that we want to go here. Um, but I, I don't know if this ends up leading to a trade, um, especially at this point. Like, if he was going to get moved, I think it would have happened before the draft in the off season or leading up to the season now at this time, I think would be a little bit bizarre to see him move. Yeah. Buffalo, how do you feel about this uh, Devonte Adams potential rumor or maybe shakeup that could be happening in LA or Las Vegas? <laughs> yeah. I don't think he ends up playing out the rest of his contract there, but I don't think he's moved this off season when they get, when you get these big deals to, as we saw with Aaron Rodgers, to trade someone soon after signing them, there is a whole bunch of dead money that has to be eaten. And with Rodgers, it was such an extenuating circumstance. Um, now I'm looking at his, so his cap number, if traded would be 14 million for this year and then 25 for next. And then it balloons to like crazy stuff. So if we're just playing Madden and I could cut Corey Davis and bring in Devonte Adams for a similar cap number, no, and not knowing what the draft capital is. I'm usually the one for effort. Let's go get people. But there is a certain point where it's like, do you want to be the Rams and, and have just no first round or second round picks ever again? Probably not. Um, if it's real, yeah, I would make a I would make a call, but uh, I think he stays put. Uh, I think he's a Raider for at least one more year. Yeah, I agree. That dead money is going to be monstrous. He got a it looks like forty million dollars signing bonus. I think is that right? Um, just monstrous. So that would be a, a dead cap hit of like fifty four million dollars. I think or no? Hold on, let me check the the post June first trade. What would that be? Ah, uh, not. As crazy, I no, no, it would definitely be crazy. That's going to be a big number. Yeah, that's that's not happening. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's happening. And the Raiders are already... a cash rich organization. The Raiders can't afford to set that kind of money on fire. Yeah, no, that would be a, a ridiculous. I mean, it's already been paid out, but it's still yeah. like you know, you're, it's going to impact your cap. And you have Jimmy G for however long. Like, why would you want to just get rid of his best weapon right off the bat? I don't think the Jets could afford to get. DeAndre Hopkins, I think it would cost too much in a trade, and I just don't don't see it happening. The other trade I saw, uh, or speculation that I saw, this came from Play Like a Jet. This is Bryce Huff possibly uh, could be on the move. I guess some teams are calling the Jets about Bryce Huff since the Jets drafted 
uh, Will McDonald in the first round a little surprisingly. So maybe there's a situation where Bryce Huff is no longer a New York Jet. So Matt, I want to throw it to you first. How are you feeling about if Bryce Huff were traded? Uh, I wouldn't like that. I'm not really at this point. I don't want to trade anyone who could be useful towards being competitive in 2023, which Huff, yes, he might have a smaller role like he's not a starter, but he is definitely one of the better, you know, rotational pass rushers. I I love the value that he has there. I think it is absolutely something that I would rather just hold on to Um, and even if like someone was trying to give you a second round pick, like a second round pick isn't going to help you win this year, but Bryce Huff will. So um, he's not making a ton of money. I think he's a very useful player. Uh, I-, I wouldn't move him. Buffalo, how about you? How are you feeling about Bryce Huff? You know, I think they did put the tender on him for for a second rounder. So I, I don't like it either. I He, you know, remember in the beginning of the year, our defense could not get off the field on third down because we were, you know, Vinnie Curry was active over Bryce Huff and, so, and then when he came in, he really changed the entire dynamic of our third down defense. I know he doesn't play a ton of snaps, but the snaps that he does play are so critical. You can't get off the field on third down in the NFL. You can't win games. And I will die on the hill that I, I don't believe that Bryce Huff is just a situational player for the rest of his career. I understand he'll never be a great run defender at 245 pounds, but look, you just drafted a 238 pound edge player for speed uh, and pass rushing off the edge in the first round. So if Will McDonald's worth a first round pick, then Bryce Huff is worth hanging on to. Absolutely. I, that, that is my one and only that, you know, do you know more than the coaches on Bryce Huff? Yes. I know more. I know more than everybody <laughs> on Bryce Huff. I, I do not care. They, they told me that Vinnie Curry was better than him to start the year. I, I sat in a seat and I watched this, this coaching staff feature Lawrence Cager over Garrett Wilson to start a season. So I like them, but they're not perfect. I think that there is some more hidden uh, value to Bryce Huff, and I hope that he's here this year, and I hope he doesn't just walk and we think, oh, we're fine, we're deep at edge. I hope he's part of the long-term plans of this team because I haven't seen a right tackle block him since he's been in the league. Yeah, this guy's been absolutely dominant in those situational pass rush uh, situations, and like getting off the field on third down is so absolutely critical and we're going to be seeing more pass rush situations because we're going to be scoring more points that's what we're all expecting right, right? Exactly. not to mention you know matt matt said it before the second round pick isn't going to help us this year like what are you going to trade bryce up for and for me i would have to trade bryce huff for for a player that would actually help us this year for me to make any sort of sense out of this but you know i would much rather go he i would say he's more of a trade candidate for me closer to the trade deadline if like you know, Will McDonald shows out even more and and maybe Huff's at an all-time high uh, value at that point. But I think it would be misguided to to just trade him away for, for nothing. It seems like maybe there was an opportunity or maybe there could have been an opportunity to trade him around the draft if someone wanted to pull the trigger on the second round tender then i then you know at least you're you're adding another player early on in this process but yeah i don't like a draft pick in 2024 for a, a player that's so explosive off the edge i mean he's unblockable on third down um buffalo is there a like a a pick or a maybe a position that you would consider trading him for you know if it was prior to the draft and you were like someone was willing to pull the trigger on a second round pick and you could have got went and gotten Mm -hmm. like a starting free safety you know then that's a completely different situation but to me you're really giving yourself a two-year window so automatically you know if you traded him now you're sacrificing an entire year this year of 
no impact for the return that you're getting. Now, in terms of, okay, is there, is there another, I don't know, like safety, for example, that's on the last year of their contract that's a similar level of talent of Huff? Uh, I'm sure we could pull a name or two around the league, but I, I want to keep uh, Bryce Huff, man. He is, he is so valuable to this team. I think he's kind of our little kept uh, secret. I don't think a lot of NFL fans just know how impactful he is besides the ones in our, besides Josh Allen. He knows because they, they, they were double teaming him and then holding him uh, in that fourth quarter when we closed it out versus, versus Buffalo. We don't close that game uh, without him. He's incredible. I got to hang on to Bryce off for sure. Matt, is there a, a number or a, uh, a draft pick or maybe a position that you would have looked to trade Bryce off or, or would trade Bryce off for? If you are somehow flipping him for a starting caliber free safety, then sure. But I don't think that's a realistic option. Uh, here I don't think that's going to happen and I don't think it would be enough where it'd be like that's definitely an upgrade over Jordan Whitehead or uh, Chuck Clark so um, not really I, I would rather have what he can do on third downs getting after the the quarterback and you know with the potential of him and Will McDonald and Carl Lawson all that speed on the edge that's gonna be fun when you're up in the fourth quarter yeah I absolutely agree uh, I'm getting to a few comment questions that I see in the chat. I see Dave from New Brunswick. He says, this is the first season without Tom Brady in what seems like forever. That plus the Jets having Aaron Rodgers feels like an insane parallel universe. Yeah, Buffalo, how are you feeling about Tom Brady not being in the league and uh, maybe the, the the weird, you know, parallel universe that we have where we now have a great quarterback and and, you know, at least New England, I know they haven't had Brady for the last few years, but you know, they don't seem to have a, an heir apparent or it doesn't seem like it at least. Well, you got to feel for the Dolphins and then the Bills fans, right? They get a, a brief reprieve from Tom Brady and then they get another top five quarterback all time uh, in their division to play against uh, Josh Allen, who's the most fraudulent athlete in the modern NFL history. But uh, it, yeah, it's, it's it's exciting. It's exciting to be the dragon as, um, as Aaron Rodgers put it. You love it. Uh, and man, it's just, it, I still can't believe it until I see it like on with my own eyes, hopefully not in the preseason, him on the field in a Jets uniform. Uh, those first passes to Garrett Wilson are going to be beautiful. And thank you to the Miami Dolphins for sacrificing a first round pick for the right to have a phone call uh, with Tom Brady. We greatly appreciate that as well. Yeah, you're right. Let's talk about this. How many friggin' Dolphins fans were in here? Oh, the Jets are giving up a first round pick for a 40 year old quarterback. The fucking Dolphins gave up a first round pick for a 40 year old quarterback that never took a snap for him. Didn't take a snap for him. Let that sink in for a second. Matt, what are your thoughts on Tom Brady not being in the league anymore? This is a new new venture for me. I, since I've been watching football as a young lad, Tom Brady has been playing. You know, at least since I could remember watching football. So uh, this is going to be new for me. Uh, I, I love that. And the Jets having a guy who is, you know, as as good as Aaron Rodgers taking snaps for them and hopefully playing to a top 10 quarterback level this year. It's uncharted territories for the Jets this year, and I'm really excited about it. I see a fungus among us is asking Zach's replacement. Uh, who could Zach's replacement be? Or is Zach going to be QB two? Uh, I tend to think that the jets are banking on Aaron Rodgers playing every single snap this season. And Zach will be quarterback too. Uh, Buffalo. Do you think that's how it's ultimately going to shake out? Or are we bringing in another, ooh, another quarterback? No, I think it's been a little bit over blown. Zach Wilson being quarterback too. Like, 
yes, obviously as a starter, Zach Wilson is not good, but okay. An average backup is what the 45th to 50th best quarterback in the league. I'm sorry. If our, if our offensive coaching staff is worth their salt, we can make Zach, we can turn Zach Wilson into, I don't know, Kyle Allen or Blaine Gabbert, which is who the, uh, uh, Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills have out there respectively. And and the Cincinnati Bengals have some like Madden creative player guy who you never heard of. So most teams and like maybe this is just the wrong way to approach it, but most teams kind of go into the season assuming if our quarterback misses extended time or misses a playoff game, we're kind of toast. And you also have to consider if the Jets wanted to bring in a uh, a quarterback like a Teddy Bridgewater, well, okay, that quarterback is going to look at the Jets and say, if I sign with you and Aaron Rodgers stubs his toe and has to miss a game, who's to say you're going to, you're not going to say, do we want to play Teddy Bridgewater who we paid five and a half million on a one-year deal? Or are we going to get another look at our, the highest draft pick we've had this century who's making 11 million? You're still a, a chance that you're going to throw out Zach Wilson. So that's kind of why Mike White, in, in my opinion, isn't here because you can't really be the clear cut number two if Zach Wilson's floating around. So I think it's just one of those things where it is what it is. You hope he never plays. Um, but I, I think it's just recency bias. Like I've seen Zach Wilson have a, have a bunch of games where if you looked at him as a backup, he'd be like, all right, that was fine. And, and uh, you know, the Patriot games stand out as ones where obviously aren't that. I, I think it's a little exaggerated. Um, you know, if Aaron Rodgers is hurt, we're kind of screwed anyway. Matt, how are you feeling about Zach Wilson? You think he's the quarterback too, or you think we're bringing in someone else? No, I think he ends up being the quarterback too. I don't see Tim Boyle beating him out, and I don't see uh, someone else out there that's realistic for the Jets to bring in. Like, I don't, why would Bridgewater want to come here? Like, you know, Buffalo was just saying there, they, but there is probably a good chance that they'd want to turn to Zach if something did happen anyway. Uh, and, you know, most of the time too, like you don't have this contingency plan in place where you're going to be fine. If your star quarterback goes down, it doesn't, it doesn't happen that way. Um, if you're going from a top 10 quarterback to, you know, the 35th to 45th best quarterback, your team's going to look a lot different. So I don't know if it matters a whole lot. I think we're getting a little crazy. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of few and far between where you wind up having like a Nick Foles situation where the backup comes in and wins the Super Bowl. Like that's just a like a, a very, very special situation. And the Jets don't really have the cap space to pay that level of, of backup quarterback. I feel like you're more likely to get a strong backup quarterback when you have more of a shaky starter. Someone like a, I don't know, like a rack my like brain Tua, for a who's second. hurt a lot right? exactly see there yeah. you go Tua yeah. goes down you want to have a strong backup mike white yeah. has been able to fill in and play now whether or not he stays healthy is probably up for debate but i, I think that makes perfect sense i guess that sort of leads me to well that leads me but I, as far as Tua goes buffalo do you think he's the quarterback that finishes the season for miami I hope so, just because like I hate the Dolphins. I want them to lose every game, but I don't mm. want Tua Tungavailoa's life to suck when he's done with football. So I, I hope he doesn't get another concussion because it is scary. You know, I think when you we saw him down and and with the fingers and everything, that the fandom kind mm. of stopped and the humanity of like, oh my god, I hope this dude's hope this kid's okay. So yeah, he's still you know he's younger than I think that the three of us, and he has a son. So I hope he does. Now the thing was he's been kind of nicked outside of the head stuff in college, you know, he had the ankle, he had the shoulder. So I think more than likely, you know, him and Jimmy G are probably the two quarterbacks that you'd probably bet on are going to miss some games, but uh, I hope he plays. I hope he beat them at their best. Matt, what do you think? You think Tua finishes the season as the quarterback for the Dolphins? I mean, we, we haven't seen him do it yet. I think 
you know, there's a better chance than not he's banged up and misses some time, as Buffalo is saying. Like, I really hope that's not the case just, you know, for him personally. But he hasn't shown that he could do it yet. I, I don't know why this year is just suddenly going to happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we get to see Tua this year because I, I want to beat teams when they're at their best. I know there, there's certain fans that are out there that are like, oh, you know, I hope Tom Brady's banged up and we don't get to play him, you know, when we play the Patriots and that sort of thing. And you, you hope for the win. But I want to prove to everyone that we are as good as we think we are and beating, you know, really good teams and teams with good quarterbacks. That's that's part of the whole uh, experience. So hopefully Tua is healthy and hangs around for a little bit. Uh, Dom C hops in. What's up, Dom? He says, if we're not going to sign Bryce Huff long term, you got to consider moving him if the return is equitable. Uh, Go sign Jacob Martin to fill his snaps since Denver released him. I think that's where you probably uh, that's where I kind of am on the trade deadline. I wouldn't trade him right now because there's a lot of things that can go wrong. I mean, heck, two years ago, we lost Vinnie Curry and Carl Lawson before the season even started. So if if God forbid something like that happens, then, yeah, you're going to need Bryce Huff. So I I do agree with Domsey here, but I would just wait till the trade deadline. Buffalo, anything? uh, What do you think about Dom's comment? Well, if you're not going to sign him being the operative piece there i just think that i think the value of bryce huff around the league hasn't resonated to the point where i feel like we would get equal return because the rest of the league just sees him as a situational edge rusher buried in a deep room so like why am i going to give you my starting safety for this uh, backup who plays whatever percent of the snap so i i think it'd be selling kind of low um so i wonder if you could i wonder dom if you could just offer Bryce Huff that extension uh, that you gave Jacob Martin, which is like $4 million a year. Um, maybe like Ryan said, you know, a few weeks into the season, kind of like they did with JFM, uh, right? It was like week six or so. You want a little bit of a bigger sample size. Um, give him some security and don't let him hit the market. I'd rather do that. But I do understand what Dom's saying. If he's in the last year of his contract and you could trade him for a draft pick that gets you four years of a player. But what are we talking about? Like, what, maybe like a fourth round pick? I, I just... You know, a fourth round pick next year, and then that player maybe develops into a starter like the following year when Aaron Rod. To me, Bryce Huff is just really valuable to this team right now. And because of the win now mode we're in, I have trouble letting him go um, for, I, for the price that would likely be out there, which I think would probably be a day three pick. Matt, how are you feeling about Bryce Huff? And if the Jets weren't necessarily going to sign him long term, would you be more apt to move him? No, even if like you knew he was walking at the end of the year, I think you like we're going for it. The The thought is that you are trying to win a championship in 2023. So I'm not really, you know, considering 2024, you know, what, what could be a, a non first round. It's not you're not getting a first round pick for moving Bryce up. So that's not enough to move the needle for me to say, like, OK, this is going to help us immediately i think best case scenario you're getting someone who you could maybe develop down the line but at that point does it really matter like this is your window that you're going for it over the next couple of years i think you have to maximize that and i don't see them really selling off anyone who could help them win this year yeah not to mention if we get a day three pick like buffalo is kind of thinking we might which i i do agree i think that's probably the value of what you'd be looking at because we don't know not that we don't know but other teams may not value bryce huff the same way we do I would rather Bryce Huff ball out with us and then sign a fat contract somewhere else, and we'll get a comp get third comp round pick. pick. Yeah, yeah that sure. sounds way better. That like, I mean, heck, even if it's a comp fifth round pick versus the fourth round pick you would have got, I'd much rather have him on our team for the you know the peanuts we're paying him this year. So I think that's uh, I think we're all on the same page with that. 
1189 Paris. I got two questions loaded up for you. Good comments, dude. If you guys have a question that you want to ask us, uh, just drop a Q in front of it. I'll catch it and then I'll, I'll throw it on the screen. Uh, he says, I like Rodgers, but the Jets did give up too much to get him. Losing a first round pick and owning Rodgers over $100 million or owing Rodgers over $100 million is a lot no matter how good he is. The Jets may end up giving up what amounts to a first round pick and a second round pick. So I ask you this, would you rather have D Milner and Stephen Hill or would you rather have two cracks at a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, dude? Come on. I'm absolutely taking Aaron Rodgers every damn day. I don't care about the money. I've watched shit quarterback play for far too long. I want hope. I want a Super Bowl. I don't care. Honestly, if the Jets don't win a Super Bowl, but somehow Rodgers plays, you know, two years and then Zach like plays the next 10, that's worth the trade. We don't have to win a Super Bowl with Rodgers if Zach winds up being the franchise quarterback. Now, that being said, I do hope we win the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers because I want to be giddy and jumping around and, you know, being all excited and whatnot. Buffalo, how are you feeling about this uh, Aaron Rodgers trade and did we give up too much? Well, we probably gave up 15, 20% more than I was predicting uh mm -hmm. with the pick swap being in there and I, I was hoping that the the condition for it to go to a second to a first would have been like a little bit harder to get maybe you have to make the playoffs at least or whatever but and you mentioned d miller and stephen hill T to be fair if we if we kind of took the average of where these picks will be which is uh, most likely a it was, mid, it was a mid second round pick and then a, a late first round pick is probably what it's going to end up being if we take the average kind of player that Joe Douglas has taken in those spots, respectively, we're looking at Jermaine Johnson and Denzel Mims and all due respect to those guys. Um, though they're, they're completely irrelevant if you do not have a quarterback. And if the jets, the jets, I don't, I also think we haven't taken a moment to appreciate when what happened happened when that pass went 10 feet over Braxton Berrios's head against the new England Patriots. I was like, we're done. We're dead because what typically happens is your GM is fired, your coach is fired, and then you're tanking to try and get like that next new quarterback and rebuild. And it's three years of unwatchable nonsense. And now we have a lifeline. It's not perfect. The perfect solution was Sam Darnold or Zach Wilson either being good enough or coached right or whatever went wrong going right. That didn't happen. And, you know, somebody, one of my buddies put it to paraphrase. He said, you know, the Jets were dead on the side of the road. Okay. An ambulance just came. I'll worry about the hospital bill later. Right now, I'm thanking God I'm alive, that we are alive. And maybe it's for two years, maybe it's for three years. Um, but for the first time, I could count maybe like one or two times in my life, the Testiverde season or coming off of the AFC championship with Rex that people could predict the Jets to go to the Super Bowl. And it's not a complete and utter joke. And uh, I don't know how you put a price on that until we find out uh, what happens. So yeah, it costs what it costs. Uh, and... Dude, just enjoy it. Aaron Rodgers is on our team. Matt, how you feeling about uh, Aaron Rodgers being here? Do we give up too much? Maybe, but I don't care. I, it wasn't. <laughs> it was pretty much what I was expecting. Right. The only surprise really was the pick swap, which again, moving from thirteen to fifteen, did it suck that you lost out on Broderick Jones potentially? I get, yeah, it did. But whatever, man. They got Rodgers. Like if it was. Your choices was not Rodgers, but having Broderick because he stayed at 13. Give me Broderick and uh, give me uh, Will McDonald rather and Aaron Rodgers every single day of the week. Um, and plus the hundred million dollars. It's not our money. It's not counting against the cap. They're going to restructure the. They're going to restructure the deal next year. He's going to be making pennies on the dollar for uh, his cap hit. 
Like I keep so many people have sent me the Jets are going to be forty million dollars over the cap for next year, but it has Rodgers with a hundred and seven million dollar <clears throat> cap hit. He is not playing at a one hundred and seven million dollar cap hit next year. Like it's going to be okay, I promise. I've had so many people reach out to me about that, and I'm like, you don't know football. <laughs> it's, not, it's not no gonna one, happen. No yeah. one in their right mind is playing for one hundred and seven million dollars. Like no shot. What I don't even know what the highest cap hit ever was, but like. It's nowhere near. It's probably double, or it's probably no. half of what that number is. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and they look at the Jalen Hurts contract. You see that you see the total price tag, and then you look at his mm-hmm. cap hits, and it's like that's just the new norm. They're just going to keep mm-hmm. kicking it down the road and keep kicking it down the road. And then, yes, there will be years where there will be at least probably one year where we pay a significant amount of money to have Aaron Rodgers not on our team. But you have to weigh that against the alternative. You want to give one hundred and sixty million dollars to Derek Carr, who's you know, I think is underrated and there's some hidden value to him, but he's never won a playoff game. So that's a massive risk. Were you going to trade two first round picks for the opportunity to make Lamar Jackson the highest paid quarterback ever? And, and, and maybe to put a poison pill in there where the Ravens can't match it. There was no perfect solution. And to me, getting a, a two year Super Bowl window um, was making, you know, chicken soup out of chicken. You know what? <laughs> Uh, Paris comes in again with another comment. He says, if the Jets don't win the Super Bowl and Rodgers retires sooner than later, a lot of fans won't like this deal. I'm glad Rodgers is a Jet, but we have to admit the team took a big risk for him. Um, I don't think it was that big of a risk. I mean, the other option was playing Zach friggin' Wilson. (laughs) Derek Carr didn't pick us. And it's not that like, look, the Jets weren't, you know, going balls out for, for Derek Carr, but it just seemed like the Saints made the most sense for him. And Joe Douglas wasn't going to trade for Lamar Jackson. That was never in the cards. So uh, look, if the Jets don't win with Rodgers, the fact that we even have a shot... (laughs) For the first time since 2010, I'm glad to try and roll this dice. I mean, we have been covering a really, really bad football team for (laughs) multiple years at this point. I would love to be able to get excited about some wins. Buffalo, is this trade only a success if the Jets win the Super Bowl? Okay, so are we saying that if the Jets go go through Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow— and go to the, against the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl, and Jake Elliott makes a 60-yard field goal to beat the Jets by one point, I'm going to say, damn it, we should have run it back with Zach Wilson. Is that going to be the first words out of my mouth? No. So that's why, to me, the, the ultimatums are kind of silly. Now, at the same time, if we get you know bounced in the wild card round the next two years, and it's like we probably could have done that with a mediocre quarterback, then sure. So there is a standard. I do expect to be going to, you know at a minimum, conference championship games. Uh, and my expectation, my hope is a Super Bowl. But to me, the idea if we go to a Super Bowl and and we lose, like the immediate reaction is it all wasn't worth it. I think it's just that's not the way I see it personally. I think that's a that's a tough way to be as a sports fan. If the only way you can really enjoy a season or or, or think a certain acquisition is worth it is if you is if you win it all. Now, maybe that's a loser's mindset, but that's just the way I see it. Matt, what about you? You think it's only a success if the Jets win a ring? I think that's unfortunately how it's going to be viewed, which I don't like that that's going to be the view because it's so hard to win a championship and there's so many good teams in the AFC. But you talk about like the uh, Paris says admit the team took a big risk for him. Of course they did. Every single option that they had at quarterback was going to be a massive risk, whether it was Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson, running it back with Zach Wilson, trading up for a quarterback, like whatever option you wanted to go, 
for the quarterback for the Jets in 2023 was going to be a massive gamble. This is the one that they thought gave them the best chance to win. So I think you have to respect them for rolling the dice and shooting their shot and hitting it. We'll see if they are able to win a championship out of it. I certainly hope they do, but they got the guy that they wanted. They took a massive swing, and I'd rather go down swinging than standing there you know, throwing Zach Wilson out there uh, to watch him throw the ball into the dirt on, on a screen pass. So, uh, yeah, I'll do that any day of the week. Greg hops in. Greg says, at least this year we can feast on Russell Wilson. Wasn't quite as satisfying to terrorize Ripon or Rippin or whatever the hell his name is. I felt cheated. Buffalo, are you excited to go against Russell Wilson this year? Or you think there might be a little maybe magic in the Sean Payton stuff? Yeah, I I don't know, man. What I saw from Russell Wilson was it's pretty hard to unsee that. He looked unplayable. There's an argument that we faced the better quarterback when we played Brett Rippin. Like, I mean, it's he was... He Zach Wilson might not have been the worst Wilson in the league on many weeks. On many weeks last year, he was that putrid. I think he'll be better. I think he'll be a serviceable quarterback. And when the Broncos originally traded for him, I thought they were going to immediately launch into Super Bowl contention. But to me, Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, I I don't know if their prime versions are ever like Deshaun Watson was really bad last year too. So Denver's got a really good roster, but I'll believe it when I see it in terms of a, a full Russell Wilson bounce back i'm not i'm not too scared yeah i mean they had to go out and pay a hundred million dollars for a coach to come in and fix the <laughs> the massive quarterback contract and trade that they had with russell wilson so it's gonna be a little uh a little crazy matt are you are you excited to go against russell wilson this year did you feel like we got ripped off last year no i kind of was like oh man we're not gonna go against russell he was so bad early on in the year last year i was kind of like damn the the jets might have actually like this is denver might have gotten a break here a little bit but uh you know the the sneak like denver is always a sneaky place to play um i think the jets win the game but i think it'll be closer than a lot of people think because they still have a really good defense uh and sean payton is a massive upgrade at head coach i still don't think they're quite a playoff team but i think they're going to be much better than what they were last year yeah, I agree. I, I very much wanted to go against Russell Wilson last year. When I saw him get knocked out, I was like, ah, well, I don't know what to expect. It can't be better, right? But but it was actually like, it was tough. There was a tough place to play. I, I feel like we've flown out to Denver. This has got to be, what, the third year in a row now? Can't we get a home game with Denver at this point? Yeah, 21, 22, and yeah, 23. This will be the fourth year in a row. We'll play, we play them in 2020 on a Thursday night game, too. Holy smokes. Remember Ridiculous. Darnold ran for that, that wild touchdown run early on in the game? Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss Sammy, boy. It's all right. Uh, Duncan comes in. Duncan says, what will our tight end room look like stashing guys on the practice squad? Yeah, we got Conklin. You got Uzoma. You got uh, Coons. You got uh, Ruckert. Yaboa. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting room because you have a lot of like young, unproven talent in Yaboa, Kuntz, and, and Ruckert. And then you have two vets in Conklin and Uzoma. Buffalo, how are you feeling about the Jets' tight end room? Um, I'm trying to Google and remember who the tight end they just – Isaiah Gaythings. Isaiah Gaythings. Put some respect on Isaiah Gaythings' name, Ryan. Come on. Um, I'll be honest. I didn't know that name. <laughs> totally no, neither, neither did the, not know that one. Nobody did. Nobody did until 24 hours ago. So the Jets just signed him. They gave him like a rookie tryout uh, in camp, and he's an undrafted free agent. But he's a, it's interesting because he's like a 6'3", 
235 pound kind of a Lawrence Cager wide receiver tight end kind of hybrid. And that's obviously the mold that um, Zach Koontz would fill as a big slot. Uh, I think the tight end room looks similar to last year. I think Conklin is your best route runner. Uh, Uzama is your most accomplished blocker. And then Rucker, you know, I hope to see him on the field a little bit more. Um, and then, I don't know, Koontz to me is, it's a, it's a fun pick, but when you're six foot eight and 255 and you have a perfect RAS score and you don't get picked into the seventh round is because your tape is ass and, you know, he's, you're not good. Um, so it's a fun pick. There's like a two, you know, it's a lottery ticket. There's a 3% chance it hits. And if it hits, it's freaking awesome. But I would be surprised if Koontz makes the final 53 and Yaboa. The thing about Yaboa is he plays every single, every single special teams rep and, uh, solid defers to Brant Boyer on a few roster spots. So wide receiver six and, you know, um, tight end four and cornerback six. That's why guys like Jeff Smith and Justin Hardy, who don't really provide much value, um, at their respective positions, were active on game day. So I don't even know if if any of those guys can usurp Kenny Aboa in that role. So it might look kind of the same with Koontz or Gaithings uh, stashed on the practice squad. Again, Koontz, fine. Seventh round, complete dart throw, but it's a seventh round pick. You know, vast majority of the time, they don't make the team. So just a little bit of, uh, just pumping the brakes a little bit on the Koontz hype. Matt, how are you feeling about our tight end room? Yeah, I think it's definitely deep. I I think the three guys who are definitely going to make the roster are Conklin, Uzama, and Ruckert. And I do think we see a bigger role for Jeremy Ruckert this year, even if it's just utilized more as a blocker because of how good he looked down the stretch last year doing it. The reason why I think Koontz has a chance to make the roster is because I think there's a lot of really shitty teams around the league who could afford to uh, put him on their 53 man this year and stash him. If the Jets really liked him enough to use a draft pick on him, then I think there's a small chance he could bump a guy like Kenny Yaboa. But I would think that, you know, they would all, Yaboa, Koontz, uh, those guys would be, if they don't make the roster, which one of them more than likely won't, if not both. Uh, then they will be priority guys that you want to bring back on the practice squad. Uh, Koontz is just a freak athlete who has tremendous upside being a big, you know, big slot while Yaboa has been a really nice find uh, as a special teamer. So I think he's going to want to be kept around as well. Do we, you get to protect certain players on the practice squad each week, right? Or are you a certain amount of weeks you're allowed to do it? I don't know if you can like save the same guy for the entire season. I, I don't know the practice squad rules as much as maybe I should. Matt, any insight in how those rules look? Four players can be protected each week on the practice squad. I just did a Google search because I too am uh, apparently not informed enough on the practice squad rules. <laughs> well, at least if you could protect four players, I would think the guys you drafted like a Koontz or someone like that, like Yaboa stands to make the the roster probably ahead of Koontz because of his special team availability and 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 um what he I can think, provide I hope it's there Koontz, but that just you feel, you know that's going to come through and we're you know Koontz is going to hit the waivers and we're all going to be like oh my god you know i just <laughs> feel like that's probably coming yeah you know yeah. like season's oh, over yeah. why do we do this you know how could they give up we, we just <laughs> threw away a pick i can't believe that happened yeah i guess they're uh, that i didn't even really think about the waiver wire thing because that that would kind of be a little bit of a kick in the pants if we like cut him put him on the waiver wire and he doesn't make it to the practice squad because some other team was like yeah i'll take a you know stab at this you know seventh round contract why not i hope that doesn't happen 
I guess you, you hmm hmm they can only be on the practice squad if they're cut and go through waivers right like that's how that works I think so yeah uh, yeah you're asking yeah, a lot of questions about the waivers. practice squad I know I know yeah. the practice for a team that has Aaron Rodgers and all this star-studded power we're <laughs> We're way more concerned. I shouldn't say That's way more. That's where concerned, our but... passion lies, man. You know, we don't. Oh care. yeah, the, the Jets fans. It's dude, Calvin Jackson Jr. That that's where, where the blood is drawn. All right, <laughs> between this fan base. <laughs> oh, Tariq Black. Come on, we could have all these guys. Uh, Kelvin comes in. He says, "If you had a choice, undefeated season or back-to-back Super Bowls? Ooh, undefeated season." I don't. I don't care if I get undefeated well, season with one Super Bowl over two Super Bowls. I would much rather pop the champagne for twenty and zero and fucking kick the Dolphins out of the that undefeated slot than have a second Super Bowl uh, or have a third Super Bowl. I guess that's just me though. Buffalo, what would you say? Would you rather have two Super Bowls or one undefeated season with the Super Bowl? Oh, I would give it two rings. Not even. Not even close. Two rings. Mm. I'm with Buffalo oh, on this. Dude, this no year. way. I want. I, no. I don't want Miami to keep popping bottles of champagne. I want us to pop the bottles every year. I care. <laughs> me. <laughs> give me your. Give me more your thoughts, rings. man. Come on. More rings. I, I want as many championships as possible. It'd be like, oh, they. It was great that they won in that Super Bowl, but if back to back, there's not that many teams that, that have gone back to back. That would be an elite company as well. So give me that. Well, because the first Jets Super Bowl, there's going to be some reason why it doesn't count, right? Sauce Gardner held somebody, you know, whatever. <laughs> the, 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 the other quarterback wasn't wearing their lucky underwear. So we got to get two just to make sure all that is done with. All right. All right. I got to create a poll question because this is like I'm, – I'm interested to see what people think. I understand I wanting – the two Super Bowls. I get that. But man, dude, I just, I would love to like kind of kick the Dolphins in the nuts. Ryan, this, this isn't going to be close. Yeah, I think it's a two. Like... Dude, I want the undefeated <laughs> season. I want to like rub it in the Patriots' face. I want to rub it in the Dolphins' face. Because that's that's forever. No one's, no one has, I mean, only the Patriots in a, like an unbelievable season came close to doing what the Dolphins did in 72. So if the Jets could do it in a longer stretch season, oh man, I, I would, oh yeah, it's a landslide. <laughs> I'm wrong. I'm so bad on all this stuff. Anytime I take an opinion, they're like, Ryan, you're wrong. You're you're terrible at this. You know what? 72% of you are wrong. 70%. Ah, I'm coming back. 72. Damn it. <laughs> Going the wrong direction here. It's all right. Whatever. Not everyone can be right. Uh, David Hall says, <laughs> we, we brought back defensive back javelin gidry off waivers reunited and it feels so good i know that's what he was saying and what are y'all opinions on bryce hall trade uh trade him question mark go jets yeah i saw gidry coming back gidry was more of a a a nickel for us wasn't he was or did he play outside yeah he was a slot yeah that's what i thought um I like I like bringing Gidry back in. I have no problem with that. I don't know if he he sticks, you know, long long term or not long term, but like for the actual season. Uh, with Hall, I'm kind of in the same boat with Hall as I am with Huff. Um, I don't know what you would get for Bryce Hall in a trade, but I feel like his starting experience is more valuable to us in the event that one of our starters goes down than whatever draft pick you'd get in the future for for Hall. Buffalo, where do you fall on uh, on Bryce Hall, and then we'll we'll get you out of here. I think Bryce Hall. It's been amazing to see how you know at one point 
we thought he was like a cornerback one, some of us, which I think was always kind of, he was just a cornerback one on a really bad defense. And then he gets like burnt by Kyle Pitts in the preseason. And now he's like not even a rosterable <laughs> cornerback in some of our, it's a, it depends on has gone way too far. I do think that he is a very good backup outside corner. Now, the thing is, I do like Brandon Eccles probably better than him. And obviously the Jets too, he was higher on the depth chart. So yeah, if there's someone out there who, I don't know, wants to give a six round pick like they did for Blake Cashman, sure. But I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's like if Bryce Hall has no value to the, the team at all. I think he's he's fine for a backup. Now, if you bring in Gidry, then he only plays slot, and then Hardy only plays special teams. That will leave Eccles as your only backup corner. So I think if Gidry and Hardy are both on your roster, you probably need to carry um, six corners. So, yeah, I'd let Bryce Hall go. Um, but I, I think it, all of a sudden he's become trash to us, which I kind of don't agree with. Matt, where do you stand on this? Yeah, I like uh, I like uh, the analysis from Buffalo Jet there because I think a lot of people were probably too high on him, and now people have went way the opposite direction. I thought he could have been a an okay number two corner, and still think there's a chance he can be an okay starting corner somewhere, not as a number one, but as a number two outside corner. But um, and I do like him better than than Eccles, but the, the Jets don't. So I think there's a chance he could be the odd man out. The difference is between him and Gidry, like they could probably have um, Bernard Converse be the backup slot this year also. So I don't really think there's a great chance that Javelin Gidry makes this roster, even though he was a uh, fun or he will be a, a fun trivia question from trying to name guys on the 2020 Jets who are just so terrible. Buffalo, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Let the people know where they can find you, what you got going on. Uh, yeah, the Buffalo Jet fan, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, talk about these damn Jets pretty much every dang day. It'll obviously die down over the summer. I do want to say thank you because a lot of the people in here are part of um, my recent uh, 10,000 subscriber milestone, which is uh, pretty crazy. I started the channel like pre-draft last year, so just a little more than a year. It's pretty wild. I think it speaks to the the excitement of the fan base. Um, it's pretty palpable. So thank you to everyone. Uh, a lot of familiar names in the chat. You guys know who you are, who've been rocking with me since day one. So Really appreciate it. And of course, guys like Ryan and Matt, who, you know, came on my show and had me on their show when I was just getting started and uh, the whole community. It's been really awesome. So just thank you to everyone. Buffalo, thank you so much for hopping in here. Well, I can't wait. Hopefully we get to go to a game with you again this year. We're looking forward to it. Brother, go thank you so much. You have been. Oh, no. Do I not have the chicken? Where's the chicken? Oh, I don't have the no. chicken. I'm trying to inject you. Oh, I, I blew it. I blew Actually, hold That's on. Okay. Maybe I can. Can I do it here? Is this it? No, that doesn't do it either. All right. Sorry, All Jet right. fan. <laughs> Buffalo Jet fan, you're out of here. There he goes. Oh, no. No, he's here. No. Matt's not. What did I do? What did I Matt's do? I'm room. all over the place. Let me let me, let me me get Matt over here. I'll get him. I'll get him. I'll get him. Boom. Nope, that didn't do it. Booting him. All right, let's try this again. <laughs> there it is. Oh, there I am. I'm back. You made <laughs> A little it. behind the scenes action. That's how things happen over here. Dude, I, I don't I know what I got in my eye, but dude, I can't, I can't fucking see anything. I'm like... I, have your now are you someone who suffers from seasonal allergies a little bit i definitely okay. get that i'll get the like congestion up here the sinus you know stuff because i've been like i don't know if anyone in the chat has just really bad seasonal allergies but for the past like two weeks i've been on like just not being able to function some days but it's the same thing because my, my eyes will get watery or itchy or just start sneezing and can't stop so i say you know maybe it was you know allergies acting up or something 
Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't even put any sunscreen on. Sometimes it's like you get that in the corner of your eye. I was moving Ooh, some mulch yeah. earlier. Maybe I maybe I touched something that was like not supposed to. Oh man, now I'm like thinking maybe I got poison ivy, and I'm like, oh, I hope I didn't go to the bathroom. That sucks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, dude, I remember being a kid and playing in the, <laughs> playing in the fucking oh, no. woods, and like, oh, I'm just gonna go take a leak, and then like a day later, you're just miserable all up and down the groin. Not fun. Hopefully, that's not the case. That sounds terrible. You never I had poison know. ivy like that? Not on my penis, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. My my one buddy got it bad. He was playing disc golf and, uh, you know, walking through the woods, doing all that, and he, he took a leak, and he had, like, a handprint <laughs> oh, my God. from what he was telling me. I was like, oh, dude, that's brutal. That is so painful. Yeah, oh, that sounds awful. No, only on like my leg. I mean, it's still not. Poison Ivy just sucks in general, but yeah, that sounds like torture. I can't. That really happens <laughs> to people. It, oh, it, it, it. See, I live up in the sticks. So, like, okay. there's like, I, I look outside, I got like a farm behind me. <laughs> there's, okay. this is, Poison Ivy just grows out here. Long Island, I feel like you guys eradicated all that stuff. No, no. It, it's so, it depends on where you are. Because, mm. so you start out in, like, Queens, which is uh, a borough, but then you get into Nassau, which is, like, more suburban, and then Suffolk's a little suburban, but you go out, like, east on Long Island, it's all, it's all farms and the boonies out there as well. So you get, <laughs> you get the best of, you get the city to suburbia to the boonies, so it's a mix of everything. Ugh, I don't know what to do. I don't know. Uh, I see that 32% of you are correct in the poll. Which one would you prefer? An undefeated season and a Super Bowl? That makes way more sense. Or back-to-back Super Bowls. I, I get it. It would be a, it would be a blast. I can't look. I, I'm not upset with any situation where we end up with any Super Bowl. Uh, I'd be happy either way. I don't know. I saw, I saw a comment in there before that was really funny. They're like, "Oh, did Green Bean shave?" <laughs> when buffalo was on before yes. and i was like yes yes that's exactly what happened that's what green bean looks like when he shaves <laughs> we actually had green bean on we tricked all of you we told yeah, you it was that buffalo. wasn't really it was actually green bean in a buffalo jet fan mask so yes we got you facts <laughs> we got you absolute facts um i see duncan duncan in the chat he says can we go back to the best fast food fries discussion instead uh, yeah, yeah, this, is, this is the like point in the season where things go sideways yeah, I don't think they liked the uh, the poison ivy on the private part conversation, which I I get it. That's it's uncomfy. Do I have to, uh, you know what? Screw this. Since this poll is clearly going the wrong way, maybe I'll ask: yeah. Have you ever had poison ivy on your you know what? Uh, <laughs> your private area. <laughs> poison? Uh, is that right? Yeah, there it is. Ooh, ooh. I'm not going to say your you-know-what. I'm going to find an emoji. Eggplant. Yeah, yep. That's where I'm going. <laughs> oh, God. This is uh, this is what happens at this point in the offseason. That's okay. So, boom. There we go. This is what happens when you try to get your watch time up for, uh, for the start of a really exciting season. You guys are the diehards in here. That's what it is. Did you vote the on best. this, Matt? Were you the first? No. No. I was not. I, you can't vote on your own thing. I'm signed in on the Talking Jets one. Oh, yeah. So am I. <laughs> so okay, so neither of us can vote. 
<laughs> yeah. Ah, what the heck? Yeah, we could have helped our watch time by having both of us log in as our own names. <laughs> the other stuff. There we go. 12% of you both. have been miserable before. See? Ugh. All right, let's see what else is going on in the chat. Jameson says, ooh, here we go. What Quinn and trade would you guys accept? That's an interesting conversation. It would have to be a lot. It would have to be more than two firsts, I think, for him right now. It would have to be like two firsts and like a good player. And that, and that's like more than I think a, a team should really – I shouldn't say should give up because I think if we were to trade Quinn in, let's say, in like two years, like if a contract couldn't get worked out, I would take two firsts for him at that point. But like right now, he's so much more important than whatever we get back. That's the th- That's exactly the thing. Because you could talk about five first-round picks, and that's fantastic, but that still Mm -hmm. doesn't help you for 2023 when you're trying to win a championship this year. So Mm -hmm. it would have to be... I I don't know. Like, you'd have to swap him with either Dexter Lawrence or Jeffrey Simmons, someone who just signed, someone who's maybe not as good, but still a very dominant interior player, and then also get something on top of that, which just... Like, that doesn't make sense why the other team would even consider doing that. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly where I'm at. And it's just Quinnen's so valuable. And he's also like the kind of person that you can put in front of a crowd or just watch. And he, he does all the right things. He says all the right things. He's someone that you would want your kids to look up to. Like he's, he's everything you want in a New York jet. And I, I stress this really uh, like a lot during last year's draft, when we were talking about the Kayvon Thibodeau and the Sauce Gardner pick, it's like, hey, you're making a statement with this mm-hmm. selection. It's almost the same thing with this contract. You're making a statement to the rest of this team. Hey, Quinnen is the type of player that embodies everything we want as a New York Jet. He's got the character. He's got the play on the field. And you know what? We should absolutely pay players like this. And I I don't see any situation where this doesn't work out. Buffalo was saying he's 0% worried. I would say I'm 100% behind him in that. I, there's there's no concern with me whatsoever. Any concern with you? No, and I agree. Like, I don't think you pay him and he turns into Muhammad Wilkerson. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think he's someone who's still going to continue to work hard. Um, there's been no issues really with him until, you know, unfortunately right now, which it was – it's it's annoying, but it's nothing more than annoying. He didn't do anything like malicious mm-hmm. or illegal. He just took his the Jets out and unfollowed the Jets. Like that's so silly that we have to talk about this. But that's that's twenty twenty three negotiating. Yeah, it's weird. Like it's funny because back in was it his rookie year when he took the gun into Laguardia? Was I that think that? So. Yeah. That was like that the was only this. like mark on his entire resume, and I think it's more so like. I don't know. Like it, it's. I think he could have declared it, and I think it would have been fine. Or like, I don't was, remember the all the legality around it. It was a dumb. It was a very dumb mistake. But it's wasn't I, I malicious. Mean, it, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. It's not Sheldon Richardson doing a hundred miles an hour with a kid in the back of his car. You know. Yeah. Or John Morant, like you know, toting a gun in two. <laughs> Uh, TikTok videos or Instagram videos or whatever the heck it is. This is silly. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. I have I have no issues with Quinnen whatsoever. I would be very upset if we traded him. Harlan says, when I grew up on Long Island, there were a lot of potato farms and no wineries. Now there are no potato farms and more than 60 wineries on Long Island. Yeah. Wow. 
I didn't know that. Well, I don't, not that I would have thought there were potato farms on Long Island, but like I definitely did not think there were 60 wineries. Oh, there's a ton. Pretty much way out, way, I'm talking like an hour plus east of me is all that stuff. It's fun though. Over the summer, you go out there, they, you could do like a little trip and hit a bunch of them. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I'm up in, Um, uh, up in Warwick, New York, and it's got, we got like, we got breweries, we got wineries. That, that's awesome. It's a, you get to spend some time outside, like kind of sort of with nature, but also get like a little buzz going. I just assumed all of Long Island was like super compact and like, cause my buddies that live on Long Island, it's like, you know, half an acre of property and it's like house, 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 house. And I just assumed that was the entire like stretch of Long Island. I don't know Long Island well at all. This is just, this is from Where? a New Jersey guy on the other side of <laughs> Do you know what town, river. Do you know what town he's in? I got a few of them. All my college buddies, like basically everyone that went to Binghamton that I met, there was a bond between the few of us that were like, oh, you're not from Long Island? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah hey, guess what? We're from upstate. I'm, I live like as far, we still commute to New York City and I was called upstate. I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean yeah. I'm upstate? Is literally everything outside of Long Island considered upstate for you? Above the Bronx. What? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That's, I know that's oh, totally wrong. God, like, that's crazy. Yes. yes. If you're taking a bridge to get to the upper part of New York, I would say that is upstate. Yes. For me anyway. Man. Yeah, well, I guess it's all relative, right? Like yeah. tall people are tall to short people, but like when you stand next to a basketball player or that those people are tall. I don't know. That's I, that always like rubbed me the wrong way. It's like, you're upstate. It's like, no, no, no. Uh, upstate has like a little rang, ding, 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 kind of connotation <laughs> to it. And like, <laughs> I'm sorry, like we commute to the city. Like I'm not upstate. I don't, ugh. that's how you get me fired up real quick. I love uh, Matt Curtis says, bro, can we just pay Quinnen already? Yeah, it'll happen. We got it. We got it. Uh, V-Man says, I had... I had an ant bite me on the nads while I was gardening as a kid. Oh my god! Oh my god! That sounds terrible. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Oh, dude, right in the P man. That's terrible. Uh, um, oh no. Uh, or I guess it's the B man. The balls. Yeah, that's rough. Not, still not fun. No. When I was a kid, I got not not ball related, but when I remember like being, I was probably like six or seven years old, and I remember I don't know whose birthday it was, but I was at my grandma's house. And they had, they used to have one of those like clotheslines outside where you just dry your clothes. Mm-hmm. And I had, uh, at the time I was wearing feety pajamas and I guess my feety pajamas were outside hanging on the clothesline and I put them on and we're about to, we're singing happy birthday and I'm standing there going, ow, ow, ow. And I had a bee inside my, my footy pajamas. That's like the, you know, my sort of parallel. That sounds <laughs> to terrible. Oh, it was oh a wasp my. too. So it was like, ah, I'll get you, you bastard. And he just, yeah. <laughs> just, that, yeah, that sounds like me the business torture. Yeah. Awful. Oh my God. Terrible. No one had any, I was just screaming. I was like, ah, ow, ow. Yeah, I like, had no idea what was going thing? on. Yeah. I was like, wow, this, this guy's a moron. It's like, oh, thanks grandma. <laughs> awesome. At least I didn't get bit on the nuts by an ant. Sorry, V-Man. Uh, Ethan says we should talk about Quan. Yeah, Quan Alexander may be going to Pittsburgh, right? Like he hasn't signed yet, I don't think. It sounds like that's coming, right? It it feels like he's going to end up there, which kind of bums me out. I I really liked Quan last year. I was hoping that they would bring him back, but I think there's a really good chance that they think Jamie and Sherwood's going to fill that role this year. 
Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. I think uh, Sherwood, I would say Whitehead, and maybe even Clark could come down into the box and kind of fill that role for us. Um, I think there's a reason why Quan wasn't brought back. Uh, not necessarily like a bad reason, but just like they have more faith in, in some of the guys that are already yeah. under contract. Agree. Uh, Harley N says, why are some people Mike White truthers? Don't understand why. Are there still Jet fans that are like upset <laughs> that we don't have Mike White right now? Matt, is that there, something you've come across? Yes. Yes. There what? are people. I you, There are Zach truthers, Mike White truthers. There are still Sam Darnold truthers. People will get attached to their guy and like that. And that's it. I don't know. Was it a fun couple of weeks? Yes, but both times it came crashing down at the end. Like it, we had the same story happen twice. Uh, I don't know. Did he give you a couple of great memories? Yes. Fun player, not a real answer. Yeah, I, Mike White. I enjoyed Mike White. If he had played, you know, to the level of of last year's Cincinnati game when he came in and he didn't get hurt. He'd probably still be the starting quarterback right now, I would think. You know, maybe there's – ah, no, I shouldn't even say that because they were always going to try and make Zach right. And I think getting Rodgers was always the right move. White was just sort of put in a very – he was in a lose-lose situation, right? Like you're stuck behind the number two overall pick and you can't stay healthy enough to to show that you are the guy – I don't know. I don't want to see Tua hurt, but there's like a little part of me that would like to see Mike White have a little bit of success. I just don't want it to be with Miami. He also throws a lot of picks. He has 12 yeah. picks in seven starts. That's a lot of picks. I didn't realize yeah. it was that high. Yeah, no, I, I didn't either because I went to pull up his numbers just to look. He throws for a ton of yards. Like he averaged 298 yards a game last year, <laughs> but, he, but, he, but he threw four interceptions. Uh, to only three touchdown passes. Um, and the That's year before great. that, he had eight interceptions in four games. So, like, I don't know. It, it's a little bit of a problem. Not ideal. <laughs> TL says, oh, instead no. of an eggplant, I put I should have put a shrimp <laughs> in the poll question. Nineteen oh, percent oh, no. of you have had the pain that I've felt. I'm sorry. Um, uh, let's see. Parrish says same level the Jets got for Jamal Adams if the Jets were to trade Quinnen. Yeah, what do we get for Jamal? It was two firsts, a third, and a starting player at the position we lost. Yes. Um I want to say Dexter McDougal, but I know it's not Dexter it McDougal. It oh no, it's um No, no, it's something it's close the other McDougal. Yeah, it's it's like McDougald. It's it's like not quite the same last name. Please hold. What was that? The twenty twenty Jets. McDoodle. Bradley McDoodle. McDougal. Was it? I think. No. It why can't I remember this guy's name? He was like, okay. I'm calling Bradley. I don't know if Bradley's the right. Oh, it is Bradley. See, look, Scott V says Bradley. I'm gonna believe. Was him. it Bradley? <laughs> I think. I think Bradley sounds right. He was here for one year and then booted. Yeah. I so it had to be twenty twenty. Yeah, it was it? Obviously, it was twenty twenty. Uh, now, uh, Pro Football Reference just broke my computer for some reason didn't want to do it <laughs> tico goes bradley mcfugal oh no he says mcdougal i thought he was making a joke <laughs> he just had a yeah. typo yeah it was right. see so, yeah, i don't know my brain went dexter mcdougal i can remember stupid shit like that but i can't remember bradley mcdougal Weird. that's because he was here for a hot minute yeah that's true hater says never got poison ivy on my pipe <laughs> but i but i've had 
Ivy on top, uh, from top and from behind. Let's have him go, Jet Fighters. Dude, I, I've had horrible poison ivy. When I was a kid, I used to build tree forts all the time, so I'd be taking like the, the scrap pieces of lumber from like the back of our yard. I'd be like hammering in 20 nails to make it totally like not safe whatsoever. And like, you'd just be in the woods all day. You'd be making air. We used to make airsoft bunkers. We'd be shooting paintballs and airsoft in the backwoods. And like, you'd be digging oh holes for like, God. oh dude, it was fun. You did like. I thought you said you weren't the banjo. Yeah, that is banjo. I, that's, 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 we got woods. <laughs> it's not banjo. banjo. I'm not like making out You're with my banjo. sister or something like that. Uh, Come on. Close. Clo yeah, whatever. <laughs> Kelvin says, which will be our punt returner, Cobb or Hardman? Um, it's going to be Hardman, I would think, right? Like, not going to be Cobb. Cobb's probably relegated to like possibly starting slot at like to start the season and then it will eventually get relegated to backup slot. Yeah. Uh, I, I might go one of the running backs, either Bam Knight or Izzy. I think might, might have a chance just because of the speed. I obviously Hardman has a ton of speed mm -hmm. too. So I could totally see him in that role, but got a feeling on the running backs for one of them. You know what? That's probably not the worst thought process because Hardman might be seen as more valuable to the receiving core. Right. Yeah, and and maybe someone like a Bam Knight or an Izzy might be a little bit more expendable. Um, man, saying that makes me scared too, though, because we don't have Brees to start the year possibly. It, I was going to say, it's kind of dependent on Brees Hall's health at the start of the year, but I would think one. it's going to be one of Hardman... Uh, Izzy or Bam, I would think. Mm -hmm. Or maybe one of the UDFAs. Didn't they have a couple of the wide receivers that they signed have return experience? I'd have to go back and look, but I feel like that's that's ringing a bell to me for some reason. That's probably right. I mean, you have to think we've got what? You got Wilson, Lazard, Hardman, Corey Davis, Mims. Do you think Mims definitely makes the team? Like, is he definitely wide receiver five? No. Or do you think he could be like a, you think he could get cut? Yes, they gave a ton of money to Jason Brownlee as a UDFA. Like, if they just want, hmm. I don't, I don't think it's a lot. I mean, it's, it wouldn't be the most surprising thing if he stuck. He's made it this far, but also like, if if they said, you know what, enough's enough. We want to move on. We're gonna see mm -hmm. what this kid has instead. I don't know how we could possibly be shocked after how you know the last two years went. I think that's fair. Uh, Red John says, would you trade a disgruntled Quinn for a disgruntled Devonte Adams? I would not. Um, I would have to get more back for like with also getting Devonte. I think Quinn plays not that Devonte doesn't play a premium position, but Quinn at 26 is far more valuable to us than Devonte Adams to an already like pretty good wide receiver room. Not, I mean, I guess our D line is really strong too, but I like Quinn a lot more than adams like I, I would rather give a draft pick for adams than like a really top end player yeah so here's the issue with that they already have a number one wide receiver in garrett wilson they wouldn't have a number one interior defensive lineman if they did that like yes they have a deep defensive line in general but not as much on the interior beyond quinnon like quinnon is such a big reason why they have one of the best lines in the league yeah 100 percent 
Uh, Mike Anthony says, speaking of breweries in Warwick, Penning's Farm Cidery is great. Yes, it is. Ooh. I've been there plenty of times. I, actually, a girl I graduated with was the one that, or is the one that owns it. Her and her younger brother own it. And I used to high jump with the younger brother, and I used to run track with the uh, the sister. Oh, shit. I am not too... F- yeah. Oh, dude, you got to come up. It's really cool. I might... Uh, been talking to a few people over there. I might might pick up a few shifts over that way. We'll see see Ooh. what happens. Uh, Doug says, my best friend twisted a nut in a chain link fence when he was growing up. Oh, my God. That's horrible. I'm so sad for your friend. Oh, my stomach hurts just thinking. I got nauseous just thinking about that. Oh, my God, dude. I like... I think the, I don't want to say the funniest, but some of the funniest moments of like me growing up as a kid, I remember, I shouldn't say as a kid, I was in high school, but one of my friends in high school, like ball tapped me. He was just walking past and just like, give me a quick flick of the wrist and like hit me square in the junk. And I was like, oh, oh, oh hey, that didn't hurt that. <laughs> and then you like keel over and you're like, oh, yeah, there's yeah. a delayed reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a second. Yeah, man. I don't, oh, geez, that's horrible. Oh my God. I was, you know what? <laughs> my same friend that had the poison ivy on his, uh, you know what? He, <laughs> he also, he came over with his girlfriend. It was his first, uh, the, I don't know if it was the first time we met his girlfriend or like, I don't know what it was, but either way, they were making jalapeno poppers and my buddy, we'll call him Dan because his name is okay. Dan. And he, <laughs> <laughs> he was scooping out the jalapenos and I guess he didn't wash his hands before he went to the bathroom and oh. uh, got a little bit of uh, burning under the, the foreskin there. That <laughs> like, oh. sounds horrible. Oh my God. Miserable. So I got that <laughs> triple triple B29 Rob said, I have diced chilies and then got to the bathroom. Oh no. <laughs> that's, that's what made me think of it. Oh, that's oh, terrible. God. Just in on Sunday says my wife just had a bumblebee in her pants today. Oh my that god, sounds that sounds horrible too. Not fun. I feel bad for you people. I don't know how far up the chat I am, but this is just—I uh, really enjoy when we get into these conversations. Yeah, um, Buffalo, Buffalo left right off the rails. Oh, totally. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, <laughs> we, we got we got a half hour to burn. We're we're getting some some watch contests. You guys got some questions? Fire away. Let's do it. Uh, Green and white militia. I am honk. I have poison ivy on my arm and my chin at the moment. I'm not okay with it. I don't have time for this shit. Dude, poison ivy sucks. There's like no good part of poison ivy. No, you're just itchy. Terrible. Doug says, no poison ivy, but I get bug bites in the weirdest places. I'm itching my leg right now because I have had, uh, I was at my buddy's out east on Long Island in kind of sticky area, uh, and he had a fire in his backyard, and we were just hanging out, drinking some whiskey, smoking cigars by the fire, and now mm. my legs have just been so itchy this week. <sighs> That's not fun. I don't like bug bites. We actually got, I had to order a new, uh, got these tiny lights, like thin bulb lights. There's this thing called okay. a Dynatrap XL. And I, I'm basically like, there, there, there's this, it's a bug trap with a light and it's got a fan. So it attracts the bugs and then the fan sucks them down and dehydrates the bugs, which sounds friggin' horrible now that, that I'm saying it right horrible. now. 
Yeah, but screw mosquitoes. They suck. They're terrible. <laughs> Tigo in the chat says, yo, I lived in the woods down here in Florida. I've never seen poison ivy, LOL, let alone have it. Yeah, you you guys down there in Florida, you guys got some some different stuff down there. You guys got different trees. You guys don't have any mountains or hills. You guys are flat. <laughs> you, oh. you look out and see nothing. I shouldn't say nothing. You get some water. You do get some water. Yeah. My parents okay. live on the west coast of Florida. Really nice. The Gulf of Mexico is beautiful. Yeah, I would love to go down there. I haven't been. But the oh, Gulf of Mexico man. looks beautiful. Siesta Key, it's like walking on talcum powder. It could be 100 degrees out. It's cool mm -hmm. to the touch. I don't know how it does that. Because I brought a bag of Siesta Key sand home, mm -hmm. which oddly enough, Security does not like that because they think it's a pile of cocaine. But, but yeah, 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 bring it home. We had it sitting in a in a Ziploc bag on our back deck. It hot as hell. I can't figure it out. How does it get hot as hell in a Ziploc bag, but can't get hot as hell in a hundred degree weather? Doesn't make any sense. I don't know. That science shit's above my head. Incredible. Fungus Among Us says I've had multiple ticks on the on the egg. Pot. Oh my god. Ticks aren't fun. Not cool. I saw, oh, I was on Reddit and I saw this one dude. He's like, I went through it for a 10 minute walk and he pulled off like 40 ticks. I was like, oh, gross. I got those deer ticks that are like fat. When, uh, so my dog, Bolly, she'll go out and run around the yard and we were pretty good. We have like the flea and tick, you know, whatever she gets. And then we also spray our yard for like mosquitoes. There's a bunch of houses like in our development that'll just spray for mosquitoes and ticks and stuff. So basically we don't have any because so many people in the, in the yard do it. But dude, ticks suck. I remember having to do yeah. those like, oh, you're playing out in the yard all day? Huh? Lift your sack, see if they're <laughs> underneath, up your leg, like around there. Like, dude, they like the dark, moist place. They, it sucks. Not fun. Growing yeah. up in those cool. sticks, that's what happens. Ooh, that sounds, uh, gives me the willies. Ugh. And then you're like, oh, no, I snapped the tick off and the head's still there. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the boonies. Um, what else we got in here? Dano says, I think we should just assume we don't have Brees Hall. They'll protect mm. him from himself. Sucks if he goes off this year and only gets like 13 games. Yeah, isn't that going to kind of suck if he plays for like 13 games because he got IR'd for the first four? But like, I don't care if he plays 13 games if it means he's 100% strength like through the end of the year. That's, that's it. You want him peaking in December and into January and beyond. So... Um, I would be annoyed with it, but like, not, mm -hmm. not really more annoyed that like, I don't get to see him than annoyed. Mm -hmm. Like he's not playing. I, I get it. It's, it would be a smart decision, but I'd be like, damn, that's a bummer. You know? Yeah. That, I think that's a good way to put that because it's not, you're not upset that he's resting and going to be healthy. You're upset that like, man, he's so good. I just want to see him. And yeah, I think protecting him from himself is, is really the, the way to go. You have to. These guys are competitive. They want to play. They don't want to sit there for weeks. They want to go out there and prove it. Paris says, Ryan, you should go and do a beer tour on the North Fork of Long Island. The Greenport Brewery and Jamesport Brewery are a few places you could do beer tasting. Riverhead was a bunch, uh, has a bunch of breweries too. Um, so we'll represent a little Long Island right now. Go there you go, Blue, Blue Point. Point. Hell yeah. I actually have three different blue points in my pro shop right now. So I, I, we, we host the New Jersey craft beer open at, 
at Black Bear. And we, we get like 18 different craft beers and they, you know, you get to sample them throughout the entire, uh, you know, 18 holes. Good time. I'm a big craft beer guy. Um, I would say my favorite, uh, I don't, I haven't been on Long Island to go to a brewery, but my favorite craft beer around here, probably Equilibrium. Equilibrium Brewery in Middletown, New York is really good. They got some cool artwork for their beers too. They got E equals MC, or I think it's just MC squared. They got photon fluctuation, heavy, okay. heavy, ugh, big IPA guy. You a big beer I, guy, Matt? I can't, I can't drink beer. I'm oh, celiac. the gluten. I'm celiac. Yeah. Gluten free. Right. So I am, uh, I am a river house, a riverhead cider house guy. I'll go there and do, do the cider, but I am going to, uh, the Greenport brewery in June for apparently they're having a, uh, a dog diving event where they, they basically they're right on the, the water and they have a long dock and my girlfriend's best friend entered her dog in the jumping competition. So we're going to go watch dogs jump into the water and see who jumps the farthest. I'm very excited. That sounds awesome. When yeah. I was, when I was younger, <laughs> we, it was like, so we're talking, eh, we'll call 95 to 2000, somewhere in that stretch where they'd give out like, they used to give out like CDs where, or, you know, video games that you'd get in like stupid things like, you know, cereal or, or, in this case, this was like a dog food one. And I think it was a pedigree or some some one of those dog companies. And it, one of the challenges or one of the games that came with it was like dogs jumping and you have to make the dog jump off the dock as far as you can into the water and catch a Frisbee. And I, it was a great game. I played that for hours. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to watch that in real life. I'm going to be mesmerized just watching these dogs just go run and jump. I can't wait. You better send a picture to me. I'm going to be very upset. Oh, if of I course. A picture. We'll, get, we'll do videos. The whole thing. <laughs> oh, Perfect. <laughs> Sneakers to Boots says, Pennings is great. Just went to a wedding at Drownlands Brewery. Good beer. Drownlands is really nice. I'm a big fan of Drownlands. Um, that's also in Warwick. It's not, Actually, there was a, there's an old prison in Warwick, and there's a few things. There's a whiskey bar now. There's a, the, the brewery. Um, there used to be – there was a saying that used to be said where you'd go upstate and go to like a prison or whatever, and that was – that is actually the prison that they used to, to go to. I used to kayak in the lake down there. Oh, no. um, but sneakers to boots in the area. I like it. Tigo says, who is the player you have no real reason to want gone from the roster? And why is it Justin Hardy? No, I do not want to get rid of Justin Hardy. Justin Hardy is one of those guys for me that like, I know he only plays special teams and I know he's getting paid a little bit more than people would like to pay. But like, I really like Justin Hardy. Like even though we get like we missed those two touchdowns on the on the punt returns, like I think Justin Hardy's one of the best players that we've seen on special teams for this team, in, like in quite some time. Yeah, he's he's fine. I, I don't have a strong opinion on him one way or the other. He's mm. pretty much just a special teamer. Um, yeah, I think that's a fine answer from Tigo. I don't really have someone jumping out where it's like, oh my God, I just can't wait for mm. them to go. It was Braden Mann, but they just, they they mm. fixed that. I don't really know who that guy is now for me. Do you have one? Hmm. I would say Braden Mann would have been the guy. Um, I really, I actually, I really like this roster. I don't think there's... I don't think there's anyone that like stands out as someone Ash that I would like to see gone. Ashton Davis. Nah, I'll be honest. There's so much upside with him from like a physical talent 
perspective that I'm, I'm like still hoping we get something out of him. If I had to get rid of one of Ashton Davis or Hardy, it would probably be Davis though. I would say. Yeah. So that, yeah, that'll I be don't my know. pick. Ashton Davis just, he, he run fast. Yeah. yeah that's. And, <laughs> and it fell into a game winning interception, which was awesome. I, I love him for that, but uh, Ashton Davis run fast. So that's why he's still on the team. Daniel Murphy says, haven't had poison Ivy, Sumac, or Oak on my private part, but boy, I remember getting chicken pox and having problems there. Oh, Ooh. man. I remember getting chicken pox. I think I was in kindergarten, maybe first grade, but I remember like my entire class getting it and just being covered in whatever that pink liquid is that you have mm-hmm. to like, oh, and you got oven mitts on your hands so you don't scratch yourself. Oh, it's miserable. Yeah, I remember I got it in third. I think I was in third grade. Um, when I had chicken pox, it was miserable. My, so the woman I would consider to be like my second mother, she got shingles, which is like, you know, the, oh, the reemergence yeah. of the, the chicken pox thing, like later on in life. Mm. And, <laughs> and I know it's so painful and she was miserable for however long it was, but like, I got a, I got a pretty sick sense of humor. So I, I found some roofing shingles in my garage and I drilled holes into side into the sides of it. I made her a get well soon card out of shingles. And I said, I probably think this is funnier than you do. <laughs> she got, a, she got a great laugh out of it, but man, she's like that. That sucked for a little bit. Oh, that's evil. It's funny, but evil. Uh, it's, it's a sense of humor thing. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, <laughs> what else we got going on here? Gitmo says poison Ivy doesn't love sunlight, which is why you don't see it in Florida. I did not know that. We must have froze at some point because uh, Harlan says, yeah. uh-oh, frozen screens. I didn't know that. I had, to, I had to refresh on my my feed, but it worked. Mother trucker. Um, Gitmo says, any concerns about the old line and who plays where? I think it's uh, best five. I don't think it matters. I, I mean, I, I think you pencil in AVT and Tomlinson, but after that, I think it's, you know, those other three, the tackle. Uh, I think Brown is probably a penciled in as a lock at left tackle, but I'm pretty sure right tackle and uh, center are kind of a little bit up in the air. I'm a little bit nervous about the health. I think they're banking on both Brown and Beckton to remain healthy and play up mm-hmm. to par for, you know, the full season, which in theory, if that works, can be very, very good. I just don't know how confident I am that both of them play the full season. I think it's risky. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we have a razor-thin margin of error. I think that that's what frustrates me the most about losing out on Broderick Jones because I felt like that would have hedged our bets a little bit at a very, very critical position. Um, you know, picking Will McDonald is exciting, but it's exciting maybe for next year as opposed to maybe this year. I don't know what to expect out of McDonald for this season. Like, it, like should I be expecting like four sacks, five sacks, or like more, less? Like, I don't, I don't know what to really make uh, of him. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going to end up landing on, but I think maybe a, a little bit more than Jerm- Jermaine finished with two and a half. Uh, but mm. I think he's going to play similar snap count wise, but he might be a better pure edge rusher. So maybe maybe like four, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think you're right with the similar snap count, but I think different situations. I think Jermaine Johnson's yeah. more of an early down guy where, you know, McDonald will probably be like a third, fourth down kind of, you know, pass rush situation. 
Um, what else are we looking at? I'm like just scrolling through the chat here. So what happens when we get this late in the season? <laughs> not, not as much to talk about. I guess we can talk a little bit about uh, what games we're kind of thinking about. Matt Greenbean and I have been talking a little bit about doing a group buy for yes. tickets. Very excited. Yeah, I, I am really excited about that. I want to you know be able to iron that out. I know early in the season is mm-hmm. not great for either of you guys, but mm-hmm. there, there are some good ones on that schedule that I think we could still make work. Yeah, I feel like the ones that are kind of like the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Chargers. I kind I really like the idea of going to like a prime time game, like a like a late eight o'clock kind of game. Philly would be a fun one, I think. But man, getting either a Sunday night or Monday night would be something special. Yeah, and I mean, those are against quality opponents too. The the Chiefs that would be a huge upset win. That's gonna be a big game, first time there on Sunday night in a very long time. Uh, Eagles at home would be a huge one, a 425 start. Um, you know, Monday night, the Chargers, that's a big one. But, you know, a- after that, then you're then you're waiting around and it's you don't want to do we don't want to do Black Friday, I think, for, now, for good reason. It, it's funny because like if it was if the Dolphins game was a different day, I would have reached out to Dougley Do Wrong, the the Dolphins YouTuber, mm-hmm. and been like, hey, like let's let's try to you know, Dolphins versus Jets. Let's have something together there. But like, I don't want to go to MetLife on on Black Friday. That sounds horrible. No, no. And then we're in December at that point in the, in the home stretch. So I think the three games we are looking at there is the the Chiefs, Eagles, and Chargers. I think those are the three that make the most sense. When's the Texans game? Is that in November or is that December? December tenth. Oh man, that is late. I was kind of hoping for like that game to fall a little bit earlier because then I, like I, I would like to go to a game that like I feel really confident we're going to win, and I feel like Chargers, Eagles, Chiefs, those are probably three of the hardest games we're going to wind up having. Yeah, all three of those are incredibly challenging games. Um, Washington on Christmas Eve, like my my cousins, uh, are, I don't really get to see them that much, but they are big washington fans and they are thinking of coming up and going to the game they're like do you want to come and i would love to see them but like christmas eve that's like such a tough day to get out and you know get to a game for like i don't know it that's a tough one too yeah i don't have any interest on going i shouldn't say any interest but like i got a kid now so i want to you know want to be home right yeah yeah (laughs) tigo says, what's the plan for the home opener? I already bought my flight. So I'm going to buy a ticket for the home opener. And Matt, you already know what I'm about to say. And Tigo actually knows what I'm about to say too. But I got baby two <laughs> due September 13th. Uh, we're going to have a, another baby girl. So you guys in the chat, all 110 of you, you guys just found that out for the first time. Because um, I haven't said that to anyone other than like behind the scenes. So Yes, congratulations. <laughs> That is super, super exciting. Um, oh, my God. Hopefully it doesn't happen on that day. Ugh, dude, I'm going to like I, – I secretly – and I hope Becca's not watching this, but I'm like secretly hoping that like this baby comes early and it's like like a late August baby. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I get my, my you know uh, dad time in and then just in time for September 11th, you know, Monday night home opener, Ryan gets to go to the game. Fingers crossed. Finger, <laughs> fingers crossed. In a perfect world, I think that would be fantastic. 
That sounds wonderful. Thank you, guys. Better saying congratulations. congratulations. Ah, get excited. That's the good stuff. It was funny. Becca asked me like not to say anything initially, mm-hmm. like like a few a while ago, and then I, I said something to her the other day. I was like, "Yeah, I still don't say anything to the channel." She's like, "You know, you can tell people now." I was like, "Oh, well, <laughs> I just kind of ran with it and just didn't say anything." Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, just hold her up on camera one day. Just, oh, like, this is a yeah, kid that's also mine. Yeah, this happened. <laughs> Look, this literally just happened. Now I got to come up with something that's like, because we got Shay. That sounds, you know, clearly the Jet relationship there with Shay Stadium. You guys got to come up with a name for my kid. So start rattling Mad off life. some names. Some, that, no, not MetLife. <laughs> <laughs> not Giant Stadium. None of that shit. No, I want, give me a name that's like a girl name. That could also be sort of hidden as a jet name. I can't have Becca know. Like when when she said Becca said Shay, she's all about Shay. And I was like, all right, you know, I, uh, I was like, ah, I'm not huge on it. And then I was like, oh, you only know the Jets did play at Shea Stadium. I was like, ah, I'm about this, but I didn't tell her right away. I wanted her to fall more in love with the name because if I said like, oh, well, it's because of that, yeah. and she'd be like, well, that's no, we can't name our kid that. No. <laughs> Fire Girl Ed, <laughs> Sauce AC Unit. <laughs> Sauced, yeah. Ahmad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ahmad, my daughter. That would be oh, great. God. Uh, uh, what's funny no. is Becca's maiden or no, sorry, not Becca's maiden name. Becca's mom's maiden name is Gardner. So like oh, I got no way. Yeah, I got Becca a Gardner jersey because I thought that was kind of cool. Krabetka. <laughs> Krabetka, that's cute. <laughs> that's a good one. Tiga, why would Aaron be the name? Oh, like Aaron. Ooh. Close to Aaron. Ooh. Aaron's Ooh. an Irish name, too. I mean, Shay's a nice Irish name. It Aaron's is. a nice Irish name. It is. Maybe That's I'll try to slide that. Question. We have a list in the bathroom. Like, so what we did, I, I recommended this to Becca. I was like, we should put a, a list of baby names next to the toilet because you're sitting there for a while. You get to look at the name, see the name, how it's spelt. You know, you rattle through the whole different things like Patty, Fatty, Ratty, you know, you, you're doing the mm-hmm. rhyme game and whatnot. And you're like, okay, well, let's try not to like, you know, go too far away where the kid could get made fun of. And um, maybe I'll throw Aaron on the name list and maybe she won't notice that it's like close to Aaron. No, that's, that's a good just one, a nice Tigo. name. That is a nice name. That's, ooh. Interesting, fun fact, Tigo. What, ready? Fun, fun Matt O'Leary fact. If I was yes. a girl, my name was going to be Aaron. Oh, really? It's funny. Mm-hmm. I know what my name would have been if I was a girl. Because it would have been the same as my brother's if he was a girl. And we're both guys and didn't get a sister. But I would have been Caitlin. Caitlin? Okay. Uh, that's also a nice name. I like that Right? Yeah, that's also kind of nice. It's funny. I got two girls and neither one of them is going to be named Caitlin. Oh, well. Sorry. <laughs> Some good names uh, in there. Saucy, uh, Darnold. Great names, right? I like Jay-Z Jet Fan is my favorite at the end here. Green Bean. Revis? No, Green Bean. <laughs> Green, Bean. <laughs> Gr- Green Bay. <laughs> like B-A-E. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, do I really trust the chat with that? No, I don't, but I love it. Klekeen. Ooh, this is Duncan. Interesting. Roberta. <laughs> Roberta, Sally, Sally Delaney. Woody. God, if I named a girl Woody, it'd be horrible. Yeah, you can't. get made fun of don't, for life. You please no. don't do that. I won't do that. David D says Ryan. I've actually made that joke a bunch of times, like growing up, Ooh. like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have a, a boy named Ryan and a girl named Ryan. Actually, fun fact, 
So my name's Ryan Delaney. I met a girl named Ryan Delaney also. And okay. even weirder, so, well, I was lifeguarding and she was like, she was one of the kids that was like playing in the pool. I was like, oh, no way. I was like, what's your name? And Ryan, oh, my name's Ryan. What's your last name? Delaney. Delaney. I was like, that's fucking weird. But like mm. fast forward, I think like five years later, I'm a chaperone on, uh, I think it was a middle school trip maybe. I, I mean, like I was graduated. I was in, uh, I was probably in college at that point. And I'm, uh, I'm on this school bus. And we're picking up the middle school kids and we're like, okay, we're going to wherever we were going at the time. And they're doing the roster and they're listing off all the names. And this girl, Ryan Delaney, declined going on the trip. She didn't want to go. I was like, all right, you know, whatever. It didn't matter. I, I didn't know who was actually going on the, the, the thing anyway. But the the main person was reading off the list and they rattle off my name to make sure I'm on the bus. And like, Ryan Delaney. And they're like, oh my God, she made it on. And like all the kids are freaking out. And I was like, I'm not the cool Ryan anymore. There's clearly another Ryan <laughs> that's yeah, out oh there, no. and I'm not that guy. <sighs> I was disappointed. disappointed. That, that's sad. Was it the same Ryan Delaney, Delaney was, from the yes. pool? It was, yeah. Well, wow. that's, what's, that's what's kind of funny, because it was like five years late. Because I met her when she was probably, I'm going to say elementary school, maybe like very beginning of middle school. And then what, a few years later when it was like, I think it was an eighth grade field trip or a ninth grade field trip. And mm -hmm. I was like, ah, whatever. Yeah, that's small world stuff. It's very, I don't know. I don't know any other O'Leary's. So I've never had Right? That. I don't run into too many Delaney's. But running into another Ryan Delaney. And one that was that's, in the same town as me growing up was very weird. Strange. Very strange. Daniel Murphy says, what's the name of the hot chick that worked for the Jets that Favre sent the eggplant to? <laughs> I'm not naming my um, daughter after, after that reporter. Um, no, yeah, that's a terrible story. I forget, I forget what her name was. Green uh, Bean O'Leary Delaney. Oh, I like was Green it? Bean O'Leary Delecker. Uh, Delaney. Right? Right? It has it a nice something, ring to it. It was something Decker, I think. Ooh. <laughs> Hang on. Plaxica. Sure. <laughs> We're just throwing an A at the <laughs> end, end of names. Ooh, Ethan says Jody oh, no. for Joe Douglas. JD. Oh, I like that. that that's, a, that's, a, that's a clever name. I'm going to throw some of these names on the list and just see if Becca's like, mm. she's got one name that she really likes that I'm kind of like not super high on. Ooh, Daniel Murphy wants Can to be kicked in the nuts. I can't say it because if okay. we pick the name, then we got to like, I can't, I can't do that. No. Okay. Fair, yeah. I, I get in trouble. Uh, Daniel Murphy says, Christina Hackenberg Delaney. Daniel, no, I'm going to kick you. No, nuts. And I, I, yeah, I hope you, I hope you get poison ivy and the, you know what? No, I Time don't out. wish that. Ethan says gay Stellini. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, Ethan. <laughs> don't do that. Bilal. Bilal. <laughs> Ver <laughs> Vernon Golston Delaney. Now yeah. we're just making Oh no. Now this we're just getting me upset. Now. Bunch of jerks. <laughs> Ronald goes, what the hell did I walk into? Uh Ronald, I'm having another girl. September 13th. We're coming up with a name. I know. We're trying to come up with a name here. This is what happens. Ethan says, Kishana. That'd be weird. Green bean, or uh, green white malicious. I'm dying to see Ryan's wife pop yeah, in the door like, fun. what uh, name, Ryan? I'm waiting for her to pop him in the chat. Hey, Becca is like pretty, pretty good about like hanging out, watching us, which is like, I, she binds up like popping in, popping up in the chat at like random times. 
She's hanging out with her friend right now, which actually, oddly enough, the friend that's downstairs, she's a giant fan. Her okay. fiance is a jet fan and they're getting married. It just so happens to be the jet giant game. So like, I'm hoping since the one o'clock game, I get to watch the game <laughs> and then I get then to go, go to the to wedding, wedding after. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. That's, that's my funny. fingers crossed. I told her she sent us a text because it didn't occur to me when like the schedule dropped that like that's when that wedding was going to wind up being. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I said, don't worry, I'll be standing behind you so Brian can see my YouTube TV stream <laughs> of the Jets beating the Giants because he's the Jet fan. And okay. uh, that did not go over as well as I would have liked. No, I don't think so. Chipper Jones named his kid Shay. He did, oh, cool. that rat bastard, because he was so good at that freaking stadium. Ah, what a jerk. It'd be like Pizza Tom Brady kid? naming his kid MetLife. Oh, what a dick. What a dick. Do you think he was better at MetLife or better at Giant Stadium? Probably MetLife, I guess, right? Met, I it's been around. MetLife. Was it yeah. 2008 or nine? When did the stadium open? Somewhere around there. 10. 10 was the first 10. year. Oh, nine was the last uh, old Giant Stadium year. Mm. Interesting. Ethan says, can't get married during football season. Come on. No, you can get married on during a, football season, just not on Sunday. On a, yeah, on a Saturday, you could still get away with it. I know college football, but I, I think you get a pass for a Saturday wedding during the fall. The fall is a nice time to, to get married. Everyone does it in the summer. I kind of like a fall wedding on a Saturday. Beck and I got married Memorial Day weekend. It was the Friday. Okay. Memorial Day weekend. It wasn't supposed to be. And then COVID pushed our wedding back a year, and then it wound up being the Friday of Memorial That's Day That's right. I was I was on a bachelor party that weekend, I remember, for my good buddy Matt. That's right. Mm-hmm. There we go. Daniel Murphy says, name her 2023 <laughs> AFC's division winner <laughs> Delaney for obvious reasons. God, that would be – yeah, if I could – can I create an acronym that would work out to be like that that still sounds like a name? Because let's do that. Okay, wait. Hold on. You like so you like cars too a little bit, right? And you like the I jets. Do. What about I do. Jetta? Ooh, that's, <laughs> that's not that's not crazy. I would I would think that's too close to too like obvious. the New York Jets, where it'd be like, okay, I can't I can't pick that one. Jetta Duncan Delaney. says Brady. No, you I don't. Can't. I don't. I don't want to have to tell her that. Well, she wouldn't. I can't name her after Brady. That's just terrible. No. David D says Santonia. Hank G says Giselle. That's funny. Kay Yeti says, I've met a couple female Ryans. Just a thought. I could do Ryan. That'd be weird. Ryan Patrick Delaney Jr., but it's a girl instead of a guy. <laughs> no, that'd <laughs> be mean. You works, can't do right? that. Yeah. I feel, it would I mean, be like Ryan Patricia would, but... Delaney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that'd be interesting. Don't name her after Zach Wilson's mom's friend. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. No. AFC Diva. Volkswagen Delaney. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Jetta. Kelvin says uh, Kennedy. So Kennedy's actually my mom's maiden name. And actually Becca's oh, maiden that's name cool. is Ken- Kenny which was weird, but actually, so fun fact, Mm. and I almost got in trouble for saying this, while we were actually on like the very serious conversation of like having this person like officially marry us, and they're like, you're not related, right? And I'm like, well, actually, funny story, and I'm not actually related to Becca, but Becca's 
mom's or Becca's last name is Kenny and my grandmother's maiden name is Kenny, but it's K-E-N-N-E-Y. So it's spelled differently. Um, okay. So I'm like a solid 90% sure that Becca and I are not related. Solid. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> if you go back, I don't know. You go back far enough, you can find anything, man. Uh, Jennifer Eliza Teresa Delaney. That's actually not absolutely crazy. Jet D. Kind of cool. I don't know. You hit the first one out of the park, so it's going to be tough to replicate. That's what I'm thinking, right? Ryan, are you a redhead? I am not. I am not. I was bright blonde as a kid. Now I'm just really blonde. Yeah. Yep. My hair has gotten darker with age. I was more reddish when I was younger, but now it's like a you're it's close like a to like an red. auburn. I was gonna say yeah. like a like a like a strawberry. Brown. I shouldn't say strawberry, but like a brownish red more than a red. Yeah, I think a little more brownish red. When when I think a lot of people say you have strawberry blonde, but like I always think that's like. Mm. Like light, it's a lighter. light red. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Squirmy Weasel says banjo music starts playing. <laughs> oh god. Okay, I gotta throw this one up, and then I realize it is actually ten o'clock already. Duncan says Jets forever, Delaney. That's not happening. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, interesting. This is, this is actually an interesting one. Okay, I'll throw this one up too. Uh, J-Man says, think of Meadow after Meadowlands. That would be awesome. That's two of the three stadiums we played in. Meadow's not crazy. So uh, Becca's middle name, and not that it's, Meadow's not necessarily flower related, but Becca's middle name is Rose. Uh, Shay's middle name is Lily. So we went after like flowers, but Meadow is interesting. Oh, Meadow is interesting nice. enough. That's Maybe I'll throw that on the list. You got to put, before we go, you have to put Tigo's comment up on the screen because that is hilarious. Uh, Tigo says, my wife's maiden name was my last name and I legit, legit went back like 400 years to make sure we aren't related. Dude, that's funny. That's great. At least she didn't have to change her name, right? That's perfect. No, but you know what? Like it, it shouldn't matter, but something like that, that like would freak me out. Right. Like if you meet a girl and it's like the same last name as you or yeah. like it's your sister's name or something like oh, little things yeah. like, like it shouldn't matter, but it kind of does. In a well, way. yeah. I mean, like, imagine right? if you like your girlfriend's name was like your mom's name or something. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like, a passionate moment and you just say, you oh, Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. whatever mom's, I don't know. We were talking about like old people names. Not that my mom's super old, but like, I, it's, I don't know. That would be funny though. All right. We need to get the hell out of here. Matt, yes, <laughs> any stuff. last words for us tonight? <laughs> uh, new episode of Just Jets tomorrow. We are talking about something that I like from the Jets schedule, something that I hate about the Quinn and Williams negotiations and answering your voicemail questions. I'm excited to get into it. I love it. Boys and girls, you are part of the hundred people that cared enough about us to hang out with us the entire time. So thank you for spending your valuable time with us. It definitely means a lot. Make sure you hit that like button on the way out. We'll see you here next week with our buddy Green Bean as well. Eight o'clock to 10 o'clock. This is Talking Jets signing off. J-E-T-S.
I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So, yeah, when you feel as if your back's against the wall, you never have to feel like you got to do it by yourself. Second chance almost. Gets extra pushes, running left. Maybe a little extra life breathing the block. Touchdown, Jets! 